0: what's up and welcome to kind of funny's ghostbusters in review many many years in the making but we are finally here they said it couldn't be done I and mean, i'm very very excited that we are proving them all wrong of course i am tim gettys joined by the biggest ghostbusters fan i know greg miller
1: what's up everybody are you ready for a <laughs> good time
0: i am i am yeah, we yeah. have the big dog kevin coelho
1: hey guys Real quick, Kevin, are you
2: using that new Elgato low-profile mic arm? No, I'm. <laughs> I'm using the high-profile one. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I've so never seen a more it's dominant so mic great. arm. There, there, <laughs>
2: there. Sorry, I just had to. I moved it slightly because I thought the Kevin, mic wasn't don't working. Don't apologize for thing. anything on Ghostbusters today. All right, Tim. Tim kept the low-profile one, which I was bummed. I did want the low-profile one, but
3: the natural no, rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. Excited to be here.
0: And the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino.
4: I was just gonna say producer slash seducer. Good reference. Good reference. It's, it's gonna like be you. that's all I'm doing today. I'm only responding in Ghostbusters references. Good, good. I appreciate I that. Go that.
0: And uh, speaking we're, of Ghostbusters references, shout out to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy. Once again, killing the intro game. There, uh, you gotta love the milk mommy little ghost logo, I mean, and of course, yeah, I
2: don't like its face. I love It's amazing. It. The,
3: the sexy Slimer at the end. The
2: sexy uh, shout out to is Jen,
3: Jen. That is one of the best intros, and I know we say that every week, but goddamn, it's amazing. So so when I showed it to Jen, Janet,
1: okay. when
4: she I showed it to and it, it went by. She's like, "Wait, what was that?"
1: <laughs> I was like, "It's sexy Slimer. It's you immortalized." <laughs> If we could make Sexy
4: Slimer a thing going forward, that would be the thing I would want to leave on this planet. That's my yep. legacy. That is my legacy.
0: Uh, so this is kind of funny's Ghostbusters in review, where leading into Ghostbusters Afterlife, we are going to be watching Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters 2016, aka Answer the Call. A little revisionist history there. They're trying to add a subtitle. Uh, but the plan is hopefully it's leading into the new movie. The world's in a weird place. Things might get delayed. Things might sure. change. So we're not sure. really sure. But we're also pre-recording this because Greg Miller about to have a baby. baby. But we can't do little Ghostbusters little in little review. Baby egon Exactly. Without uh, baby Greg egon. Miller. I yeah. appreciate I you
1: already bending your lives to my child's will. That means a lot to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to be
1: our CEO one day. So <laughs>
0: we got we to gotta gotta get to get early. with it now. <laughs> Uh, but like I said, this is kind of funny's Ghostbusters in review. You can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free and you want to watch live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also write in your reviews in haiku form, which is a fun little segment of the show that I can't wait to get to. <laughs> a fun little segment. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about. Ghostbusters, with a runtime of one hour and forty-five minutes, it was released on June eighth, nineteen eighty-four.
4: Which means, how old were you guys? June eighth, I was four years old. I
3: was what? Oh, y- what year? Okay.
4: Nineteen eighty-four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So,
0: so you guys did not see this in theaters,
4: correct? Um, I probably did see this in theaters, actually. That's, That's awesome. crazy. That's yeah. so crazy. I don't. I don't. I don't know for sure. I have to call my parents, but my mom would probably just whatever top of her head comes off, yes or no. But uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. You I want saw me to call your mom? Theaters. No, no, thank you. That'd be okay. <laughs> one one once was a good. Great
0: calling Nick's mom. Hey, uh, <laughs> did Long time to talk? <laughs> it's is <a> Scarpino. <laughs> uh, it was released June eighth, nineteen eighty four, directed by Ivan Reitman. Notable films he's directed include Meatballs in 1979, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, you gotta love it, gotta love it, Animal House, Beethoven, Space Jam, and Private Parts were movies that he was a producer on. So, this guy, he does some cool shit. Uh, His son, Jason Reitman, is also a film director known for Juno, Thank You for Smoking, and Up in the Air, for which he won a Golden Globe, and he will be directing the upcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife. You'll also decided. be seeing him next
1: week in Ghostbusters
0: too.
3: Oh. This whole funny, this whole time, I have a confession to make. Go, to go for here. it, Andy. Here we fucking go. This whole time, I thought that Ivan Reitman was Harold Ramus. I did, too. I did, you too. too. You well, too. not this
2: whole time. Are I, mean, you like, t- I, I thought it, yeah. he was like,
3: hey, I'm in the movie. I'm Egon, and also I'm the actor. Like, I no. don't. You're, you, it's understandable why you have, we, you'd be
4: confused by that because Harold Graham is also a very good director who directed Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day. Uh, and he Callie passed Sean. away, right?
3: Yes. Harold mm-hmm. Ramis did pass away, unfortunately. Um, right. i am I- written still alive. Got it. Okay. I've written okay. I- still God alive. God damn. Yeah. Dan I- really Harold
1: Ramis that. wrote Ghostbusters. Yes. Oh I'm, I'm, no! I know. I know you know that, Nick. That, I'm explaining this to Andy <laughs> of yeah. why so, you would think Harold Ramis was maybe directing this or got it. It's a little way. confusing because he wrote it.
4: Yeah, there was, yes. and they and they
3: and that crew worked together a lot, like those got those it. homies. Okay, back okay. In the okay. Day from from SNL. Wow, we're learning stuff today yeah. here yeah. on interview, everybody. Uh, I, I'm loaded with like loaded comment, with t- subscribe.
2: Uh, real quick, Paul's about to get a call, so let me. Can I give my two thoughts on the movie or like my opinion? Um, I I enjoyed it, and there's like re-watching it as an adult, because I think this is the first time I've ever sat down and, like, re-watched, like, actually focused on it. Sure. Uh, a lot of interesting things came out. Like, the lore stuff, I'm actually really excited about, and it's really cool that Afterlife seems like it's going to, like, dive deeper into that. Um, definitely all the things that scared me as, as a child make total sense. Like, all of them are it's still scary. weird. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Like, I don't like I don't think that Keymaster and Gatekeeper needed to do stuff. Yeah, like did. to like I think oh, they just yeah. had to sit there as as dogs to open up the, the thing. No, but, they had so... to,
4: the keymaster that turned them back into dogs. That's how dogs are made. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they call it doggy style for a reason, right? They do it. There go. <laughs> uh yeah, but I mean it's I don't know. It was more enjoyable. The the biggest thing for me is like, man, it's watching this movie reminds me so much of movies from that era that like I haven't seen in so long, where it's like. The old cars, everyone smoking. It's so weird to, to see the throwback. How many
4: to, fucking times does Dan Aykroyd have a cigarette hanging
2: out of his mouth? It it incredible. Looks cool every time. It, it looks like a cool marble one hundred. It's
4: like this long. <laughs> it's great. Yeah,
2: but yeah, very cool revisiting this as an adult. Definitely different. Still, still creepy, and a lot of the like my childhood fears kind of came back. And, uh, and I know you're Georgia trying to get it all out. In. When
1: we do plot, please point out the things that scared you as we go.
2: Okay, yeah, oh, no, the, definitely. Everything. And then goes are like, it even as, like, an adult, it's like, I don't, I don't know yeah. if, like, I want to, I want to spend some time with this god thing, or yeah, travel from travel you know what I mean? Like, I'm That's confused the about, about the feelings gods, that I have. You don't know. You don't, yeah. you never know
4: what you want to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they it... say who you get a call. <laughs> so, Nick, I'll That's...
1: start saying, were you scared of Ghostbusters yeah. as a child oh, yeah. watching
4: and, it? I wasn't, yeah, I was, actually. I mean, the, the, I'll, I'll never forget when I was a kid watching the first scene with the ghosts and like, and then going down there and creeping around, there was a level of fear. Um, this, was a, this was a, and that's why I think this, this movie is so good, is this not played for laughs. This is actually kind of a scary movie that's made and it just happens to feature these comedic actors and there are these comedic beats and because of their performances, it mellows it out. But yeah, the like I was terrified of the part where, like the scariest part of the movie for me is when Lewis Tully's banging on the glass and he's like, how, how do I get into this and he yeah. turns around, and th- and then everyone looks, and it goes right back to their dinner. When I was a kid, I was like, "Why aren't they fucking helping him? What Glass. is Those why with these people in New York?" It's nice. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I mean, there was there's a lot of stuff. Like the the librarian, go- the library ghost was uh, sure. that was scary to me, and the dogs were super scary to me all the time. Ghosts are not so Eesh. much. Um. But yeah, there was a, like the the thing that also freaked me out was the I think he he's making a cameo in the new one because I think he's in the trailer, which is the the, the cabbie the skeleton cabbie. oh
1: yeah that the minor in the new afterlife trailer is inspired by the cabbie but no, okay it's not the same from guy. what we know from uh jason reitman's uh comments here and there yeah <laughs> see that's what's interesting about it. it's like so for me you know and i'm sorry tim to derail here i don't if i don't know how you want to do the show are you just talking but about scary
0: stuff or yeah ghostbusters and
1: i think being scared of it as a kid yeah yeah yeah, yeah just, for me for, for me it was the idea that yeah i didn't see ghostbusters in theater because i was too young but it, i saw it on hbo and i remember. My parents identified early on that I was like not into ghosts because what does that mean for like what I would have been? I, I must have seen Ghostbusters in eighty. I'm, I would I would say I was three. I would have probably said I was three. Maybe at first, if that makes sense. I saw know. it right around when the second one was coming out, right. I don't. That doesn't sound right because I remember being such a Ghostbusters fan, leading up leading to the second exactly, one. Okay. Like, you know, yeah, you know, but like, imagine well,
0: I imagine one year of your life at that point feels like an eternity, That's a great point you know? too. That's
1: a great point too. I would say that you know whatever it was to get it on HBO, I remember it was a big deal, and I remember my parents having identified in me enough that I I was interested in ghosts or scared of ghosts or whatever. I had something going on that I had showed expressed an interest in ghosts at some point. You ain't scared or no ghost. I well then I probably would have been, but I remember them being like we want they kept me up for this movie i remember it was a big deal and they were like we think you're gonna like it and it might seem scary but it's not and like they were big uh snl fans they were big bill murray fans mm-hmm. and harold Ramis fans and stuff like that and so i had the expectation set up early on that this was an empowering movie, I think, of these guys actually can stop the ghosts. Like the ghosts aren't gonna escape. And even, you know, like our first introduction to Slimer, right, like when he's cu- barely, I, I can't imagine watching Ghostbusters, right, and not knowing Ghostbusters. So to watch that in a theater, and like that, there is that moment of like, Pete, Pete, and like dun 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 of, you know, Ray Stance running oh, to get to Venkman, awesome. just to uh-huh. find him that he slimed me. Like that's <laughs> yeah. all this thing can do to me, right? Like it can go through me and slime me. Like I remember the Ghostbusters, never scared me it always made me feel more power not powerful that sounds weird but like having the 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 real ghostbusters sign up in my the poster up in my room that said this room is protected by the real ghostbusters like made me feel protected from ghosts the Uh, putting on the suit and even the fake proton pack as a kid made me feel protected in a way or at least interested in a way that if something like that had happened i wouldn't be scared of it
4: very cool yeah but i love that's what i love about the Mm -hmm. movies of that that era right we talk about this a lot though they like they would not make a movie like this, I mean, this wasn't really a kid's movie. This no, wasn't a movie that's why that Ghostbusters 2 to, is right. not people's favorite Ghostbusters because it is a kid's movie. Yeah, That's what's so interesting to watch is like the reason I think that everyone loves this and the, and I think we could take lessons from this still even with modern films that make today is that kids loved this because of the ghosts and the proton packs and all that stuff. But parents loved it because it was an adult movie. It was a movie yeah, was with starring some of the greatest comedic minds of the day. I mean, freaking Bill Murray it doesn't get much bigger than Bill Murray in the 80s. Um, and that's, and so you go back and watch this and, and it's, it's, it's interesting to watch it as an adult. Cause you do pick up on all of the innuendos you pick up on all the, sure. th- just the subtle performances of it all. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's great. Uh, so going back
0: to the director, Ivan Reitman, he was a cameo in this movie as well as the demonic voice of Zool. Mm. That that's interesting. Cool.
1: There is oh. no Dana. There's
0: only Zool. Only exactly. Zool. Exactly. Uh, oh, a budget of $30 million. Of when I was a kid. <laughs> there is it no is pretty Dana, scary. Yeah. I was like, oh,
4: my God. Get out what of there. What a lovely oh, singing oh, voice you oh, must oh, have. <laughs> a
0: budget of $30 million and a box office of $295 million. It was number one film in theaters for seven consecutive weeks. and was one of only four films to gross more than $100 million that year. Uh, it was the highest grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone came along in 1990. Uh, In 2015, the Library of Congress selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. And the theme song Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. was a number one hit for many, many weeks. Uh, Some fun stats for you, Andy. Uh, The four actors playing the Ghostbusters were all at least six feet tall. Uh, William Atherton, the villain guy, uh, was also six feet tall, which made Rick Moranis the odd man out uh, in the principal male cast at five
4: feet, four inches. So good.
2: I
0: was shocked Tiny man i gotta China. tell you one thing right
2: up. now like it's fucked I'm, up you know what i mean get out here the tully agenda
4: the the is this movie across the border right i mean the fact they got sigourney weaver is ridiculous but rick moranis steals the show every single time he's on screen bar none i don't know if i'm wrong about that greg i hey, know
0: he's my favorite part of the
4: movie for oh, sure no, i mean
1: rick moranis is in, fucking in incredibly him. talented and he, he, he delivers a performance do we know who he was supposed to be originally who was going to play that
0: part? Yes, yes, we do. Uh, John Candy turned down the role of Whoa. Lewis Tully uh, because his ideas for the character were rejected. According to Ivan Reitman in the DVD commentary that Greg's never heard before, I'm sure. Uh, among Candy's suggestions, he wanted the character to have a German accent and have a pair of schnauzer dogs. Uh, no one felt the German accent was appropriate for the character, and since there was dog imagery in the movie mm-hmm. with the terror dogs, they felt having Tully have his own dogs was too much. It Julia Roberts also was like, auditioned
4: for, for the role of Dana.
1: Oh, sorry. i, I yelled over more. who did it. Who did it? I'm sorry. Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts.
4: Ah, yeah. yeah, I think, I think, uh, obviously, Grandis is show. just was an inspired choice. And I think for the same reason, right? Because he has such a small stature. He's such a different voice, uh, you know, opposite of when he had, when he shares scenes with, with Harold Ramis and, uh, and Dan Akron. I think he only has like one scene with, with Bill Murray in this whole movie, which I think is the thing. He's like, somebody get that little guy. Um, but, yeah, well, there's the, the thing where he passes him in the hallway. But that, the honest, I'm thinking of a deleted scene more mm-hmm. where he actually talks to Lewis, but I'll be quiet. All oh, right, but even then, it's like, that's great too, right? The, the, you just got such a, he's such a timid little guy with his high waters and he's wearing like the, the turtleneck and all that stuff. I just love that when he, the scene when he walks in and he's allowed to shine, when he walks into his party and he's talking to all his guests, he's like, the sure. I like, get the generic version, it's a much better idea. And it's like one continuous shot. Mm-hmm. That shows you exactly how talented and how great Rick Moranis was back Entirely in the day. Entirely
0: improv. That that's scene.
4: fucking bonkers to me. There's no way he did that off the dome. Uh,
0: the, the fact that I got here Is when Lewis Tully Mingles with his party guests Commenting on the price Of the salmon and so on The scene's one continuous shot And almost entirely improvised it's... Uh, Almost none of the scenes Were filmed Descripted. Most had at least one ad-lib Most of Bill Murray's lines Are ad-libs
4: Well the cool thing yeah, If you go back and watch like Specifically the, the part Where he comes out of the door And he's like We came We saw how We kicked their ass There's like five or six Other takes of that Of him just saying crazy shit And they're like That was the one that worked
0: Yeah, I like that one. Uh, The Bechdel test is a measurement of representation of women in fiction, asking whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. This movie passes. Once again, barely. Barely. Uh, There is one scene with Dana and Janine where Dana says, excuse me, this is the Ghostbusters office. And she says, yes, it is. Can I help you? I don't have an appointment, but I'd like to speak to someone. So with that, it passes.
4: And again you want um, to talk about also utility players here annie potts fucking coming in oh just God. perfect in this movie i like her yeah. enough for this shit, <laughs> ghostbusters mm-hmm. what do you want so good yeah
0: loved her uh yeah now just talking about our thoughts on the movie i this is the second time i've ever seen it i watched it for the first time in like 2014 or something back when we first started the game over greggy show and i was kind of like i don't really understand it i don't know why you guys love it as much as you do and now being like a little bit older and like a little more uh Kind of knowledgeable about like movies of of that decade and like having seen a lot of my uh, kind of having filled a lot of the holes in my uh, movie knowledge of the 80s stuff, like this one definitely does stand out in a positive way. And I I think that it is something really special where at the end of the day, I love that it kind of defies genre and and, like Mm -hmm. you can't really put it down as a comedy or horror or a sci fi movie. It's kind of like a mix of all those things whenever it wants to be, Mm. but it's so cool that it kind of Like the fact that this movie isn't based in a previous IP, it's just its new own thing. And there's this whole world with all these characters. It's about getting the team together. And it's just a satisfying story with a lot of like fun moments. And I think it's just very well written. Like obviously the improv stuff is where most of the comedy comes from. But I think just from a plot beat by beat perspective, like the movie just works. And there's so many elements they throw at you that shouldn't necessarily work together, but it was directed so well that by the end of it, you're kind of just like, Wow, I I like the 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 people here. I like this world we're in. And, and one fact that I I read that I think it kind of is a testament to why this movie works is, Reitman wanted a grounded, realistic score and did not want the music to tell the audience when something was funny. And I think that that is such a a good example of like this movie made choices to not be overtly a comedy and to not go fall into the tropes of old, being overtly a horror or overtly this or whatever. So when those elements happen they kind of feel unique. And this movie just feels extremely unique. And I think that it it succeeds uh, very much at what it's trying to do. Obviously, a lot of things don't necessarily hold up. And I don't think it's the funniest movie ever. And it's like, there's certain elements where I'm like, I don't know why it's as revered as it is at the end of the day. Like, it's good. I don't think that it is amazing. Um, And when people talk about the the comedy of it, like it being one of the best comedies, I don't see that. But that's okay, because I don't think it necessarily was trying to be the best comedy in the world.
4: I think it's entertaining and I think the the merits of the movie or everything you just said I think structurally is where it starts to is it really holds up right it's a very well structured movie the beats all hit uh, when we get to the end when they're facing off against Gozer you understand it, it is a really creative and good reason why the ghosts are all over the place and why the, these people's businesses would be um, coming to fruition but at the end of the day like structurally they always talk about like what is this movie what well, the end like. Reitman was like, we figured it out early on. This is a movie about a bunch of guys going into business and starting a business. And and that is what this is. It's like, you know, you get the montage of business is booming. And then all of a sudden it goes to crap toward the end and they get arrested and all that stuff. Um, to me, like when I, I do think of this as a comedy only because just the subtlety of the performances rings with me. It, it hits with me. There's all, one of the, I mean, everything Bill Murray does, there's two moments that stand out. One is when he's like, he's using a little squeezer thing and he opens up the fridge and she's like, he's like, well, I don't, I don't see anything. And she's like, are you sure you're using that right? And he goes, yeah, and I, think I think so. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like all of those little moments that he was allowed to do and they gave him that space to do hit me. And then I think one of my, the thing that actually makes me laugh out loud is when they, the first time they test the proton packs in the hallway Sure. <laughs> and they fucking light it up and they light up that poor, like, hey. housekeeper, the maid. And you just hear her go,
5: What the hell, the hell are you are doing? You
4: doing? <laughs> and they're like, Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. That Those those little, like, pregnant pause beats to me are what this movie's all about. And, and yeah, it's not, I like can... – Oh, sorry. sorry no, go please, ahead, Greg. No, no go. please go please, for please. it. Uh, you trust me. Go ahead. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not like, it's not wedding crashers, right? It's not in your face. Let's beat you over the head with the most crude comedy ever. It's just very subtle and it's just a very, very entertaining movie. Um, that's, that's why I love it. It's Andy a, Cortez. Has, oh, sorry. Oh, Andy hasn't talked yet.
3: Um, I, you know, I don't know. I guess you just kind of had to be there because I'm kind of with Tim where I just, just didn't feel it. I just thought it was, I don't know. I expected a bit more. Just kidding, Greg. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah. God am. This goes down as like one of the best old movies that we've seen up there with. Easy. Uh, like, I again, a lot of these movies, I just have so many gaps in my movie knowledge because I was too young and I've definitely seen Ghostbusters one and two, but before the age of five. Like, I don't remember shit about them. I have small, little, vivid memories of Stay Puffed and uh, wow. the little creepy dude in part two and fuck it, like what like I all know. I have all these little <laughs> tiny things that I know from and of course we always talk oh, about baby. our family guy pop culture knowledge where mm, all that stuff that gets referenced are just things that I kind of am aware of but um goddamn I'm not surprised that I loved Bill Murray so much in Space Jam because I loved him here and I thought I agree with Tim that I I thought the comedy was great I don't think it's like the funniest thing ever but I don't think it necessarily needed to be I think every line that Bill Murray had and a lot of the smaller interactions just stick out so well and still hold up uh, in terms of that being a clever line, the timing there being great, stuff that would still work in today's world of, you know, comedic movies or whatever. Um, I think this
4: movie could be like a Wes Anderson movie, right? Like that's that's kind of what I think about this, like in terms of that where it's just stylized and they're going for a, a specific tone and they nail it.
3: They nail it. Yeah, um, I th- I think it's fantastic. Again, this goes down as one of my favorite classy classic movies that we've seen uh, up there with like Terminator and Karate Kid and all that stuff. This was a, an absolute blast, and I'm glad that I can watch it again as a fully formed adult, somewhat fully formed. I still got time to grow, apparently.
1: No, you know you don't. Only- <laughs> You're gonna hit six
0: feet, baby.
3: Movie fucking sucks, actually. <laughs> Greg Miller. What do you think about Ghostbusters?
1: I, that's, I think, just the silliest question you could ask, right? Like, I don't, I don't even – that's not what I want to do on interview. Obviously, I love Ghostbusters, and it means so much to me. And There's a million different ways to take it. But I, what I, I want to double down on or double into is what you were talking about earlier, where you're talking about it, like, having this – it's entertaining is what Nick's saying. You're saying it's not a comedy, like, something you'd expect modern, obviously, and, and even Andy of, like, you had to be there kind of thing. I think there's a lot of truth in there and I think it's one of the reasons again I no by no means am I a, a a history of film person I am a ghostbusters person but I think to take a step back from that even like I said with my parents like I am a Bill Murray person I am an Ivan Reitman person and so I think to try to contextualize why Ghostbusters blows up the way it does is a couple different things is I think number 1 it is this the Style of the comedy at the times taking a step towards what comedies will become, or whatever, or what movies become, right? Because it is this merging of comedy and uh, special effects in a way you weren't seeing. And what I mean by that is to take a step back and look at some of the other movies we've already talked about, both for Ivan Reitman, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, right? Of like, <clears throat> I grew up loving stripes. I grew up loving the Blues Brothers. I grew up loving Animal House. And for me to go back even as an adult, like in college, right, when I'd go back and watch those, those were tough movies to show people that didn't grow up that way. Because all three of those movies, I think, just kind of keep going. They are all these people who are comedic improv actors or friends out there doing these things. There's a plot, sure, that's loose to it, but then it's just another scene, another scene, another scene. You're kind of going like, where are we going with this? Like, Blues Brothers is like... If you are from the Chicagoland area, Blues Brothers is the Bible. It is one of the most revered movies possible, right? But you watch Blues Brothers and you're like, it's still going, huh? All right. They're still on this quest from God that isn't even like – doesn't even start as the real thing. It just
4: becomes that way. Nick? Yeah. I mean to second that, right? Like I I respect all these movies. But coming from like Tim and Danny's perspective – I watched Animal House and I watched Blues Brothers because those are the movies that people from like that were older than me were like, oh, you got to check these out. These are the funniest, most clever, best movies ever. And I still don't vibe with either of those movies. Yeah. I've watched Animal House three times. I'm like, I don't get it. It's just a bunch of collection of scenes of admittedly talented people, but the plot is the plot's secondary to letting Jim Belushi, you know, be a zit in, in the cafeteria and start a food fight. So, sorry, Greg, back to your point. But that's, that. those no, are my no, perspectives exactly. as well so, like, as I share that.
1: Ghostbusters gets to this really – it's this really interesting uh, like fulcrum, right, where everything – I feel, again, not being by any stretch of the imagination as a film expert, but feels – you see it turn the up corner. Where Ghostbusters is a story. It is sh- condensed in a, a huge shout-out to – Ivan Reitman and Harold Raymond's oh, reading in Dan Aykroyd's crazy ass story of like how Ghostbusters was supposed to start when the Ghostbusters had already been around for years and they were kind of over it and yada, yada, yada. Like They're like, no, this needs to be an origin story. It needs to be this. It needs to be that. Uh, and they cut so much from this movie. But it's this thing where the comedians are doing the comedic performances you want but also then trying to tell you a story somewhere to it. And I know there's a whole undercurrent of people who say there is no story to Ghostbusters. There is no real plot to it because there is this whole, like, I forget who it was, but there's this infamous years ago now on the internet story that went around of somebody in a college class or the teacher was talking. He's like, and that's why every movie has this hero's journey and, you're blah, and there's always a plot except for Ghostbusters. And everybody in the class is like, what do you mean Ghostbusters is great? He's like, no, Ghostbusters is a really funny movie, but like, what the point of these movies is to learn and overcome and do these things? He's yeah. like, is Pete venkman a, a very different person at the end of Ghostbusters? No, like, no what has he done? Whatsoever. No, he's there's no character. he's the same no. person. We get to see this thing that happens in their lives, but it's not like this whole thing. Tim, your hand was off. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I, well, I just, uh, something you are saying uh, reminded me of a point I wanted to make, where I think what makes this movie kind of work so well is like we're talking about it's kind of this unique vision and different, but it is this idea of a big budget comedy like yeah. that, that is such a a, a rarity and at, at this point it's the most common thing ever that's what mcu movies are right like that's the the melding of like the humor being injected into like big plot driven like action set pieces and all that stuff and like with ghostbusters it's so cool to look back at like 84 and the idea that this movie if you call it a comedy it's like there is so many elements so much like uh freaking bleeding edge VFX and and not just VFX, but like special effects, all that. And it's like, that is cool. And I think that's what makes it work is that they treated that stuff seriously. Like yeah. they treated it like it, that stuff was mattered. And that was the point of watching the movie. And the comedy was kind of just a cherry on top. And that cherry on top just happened to be Bill Murray. So it's right. like, and Rick Moranis, and like these this incredible cast. So it's like, it it's lightning in a bottle that they just kind of struck with this. And on top of that, having branding that is just, killer and a theme song. I mean, so, it kind of, it, it kind of you reminds want.
3: you of the modern superhero movie of, yeah, totally. you know, I'm melding at. this summer blockbuster with cool action and great special effects and sci fi. And it's it's all this other stuff. But it's also very easy to uh, digest because it is a comedy and it, it is these characters that all have their own sort of quirks and they all have their own sort of personalities. And uh, again, all the little back and forth between all of them, I just absolutely adored. And, and so like what you what's interesting
1: here is you figure that out because even if you were to look at something, I want to say like Blues Brothers or you want to look at something uh, like Stripe, or, eh, not Stripe so much, but I, Animal House for sure, right? You have those big moments that are in those movies that are practical effects right blues brothers of course they drive through a mall They're, They they wow. had the record at the time for the most amount of cars smashed during the thing right that was what they did and so that's what your eye got drawn to your eye gets drawn to carrie fisher with the m4 just like mowing you know shooting all the stuff down while the blues brothers are in the mud covered down ghostbusters has all this crazy special effects in the backpack and the stuff and then it's melded with the comedy of the time, which is a more understated comedy. That isn't what it is. And it does rely on watching them and listening to their performances in the little things in a way that I don't, I mean, definitely movies today don't do it. And I couldn't tell you when they lost doing it, but it's so crazy. One of the most important things I ever heard right around in, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, in, in school, was uh, high school was from uh, my history teacher, Mr. Harper, who uh, one day it revealed he was a big Ghostbusters fan too. And one of the things he said was, you know, I've watched it so many times that now I'll go through and I'll just watch actors. I'll just watch Bill Murray for a run. I'll just watch Love that. It. And when he said that, I started doing that. And to this day, I still find acting in the moment that isn't, and I'm not saying this is like cinema's dumb or something now, it's probably better for it, but acting in the moment that isn't beating you over the head with it where it is a comment where you know Ray says don't worry we do this all the time to the hotel manager right and Bill Murray double takes you yeah. know what i mean and there's the one there's my one of my favorite scenes is obviously one that you wouldn't bring up in a movie that i think is filled with great scenes but it's when the Ghostbusters have just met, or they're not even the Ghostbusters yet, right? Our trio of uh, professors, uh, you know, scientists come back from the New York Public Library high on that, and they walk in and all their shit's being wheeled out, right? And there's this great scene from Bill Murray talking to Dean Yeager, you know, uh, Pete bankman talking to Bill Murray, or me, Pete bankman talking to Dean Yeager, and it, it, I trust you're moving us to better places better, on yeah. campus. You no, know, yeah. you're being moved off campus that's preposterous i demand to know why and dean yeager lays it all out like just in such a cutting out of the knee like yeah. you know what I mean? your theories are the worst kind of popular trite you are a poor scientist dr mankman and bill murray just goes i see like and it's like such a <laughs> flat read of like fuck he's got my number yeah, <laughs> like, i have yeah. no response to this but it's not it's not like this bigger moment it's not a punch in it's not you're right you know what i mean like it's that thing and so mm-hmm. i think that's where the the movie shines through and becomes so much more. Even when like, you know, uh, Walter Peck is talking to uh, uh, Venkman for the first time in his office, right? And he's walking around asking all the questions and you see Janine lean over her desk and just watch. Like, and again, it's not something that's played for Let's punch in. Let's do this. It's yeah. it's a thing that's happening in the background. And I'm not saying this makes it a better movie than something. I'm just saying, like, there's all these awesome, funny things yeah. that are happening, but not necessarily being shoved at your face like, hey, this is a comedy. Is what's happening.
0: And one example of that that I really appreciated was when they the, the bad guys are, like, trying to get them to release the ghost or whatever. And they're sure. just like, do it, do it, do it. And they're, like, all really close together, like a bunch of people in one room. And Rick Moranis is with them. And, like, yeah. this is when he was already kind of, like, possessed <laughs> and taken over. Yeah. And if you just look at him in the <laughs> background, he's like, he's like, it's like, it's a little a more exaggerated. Kid. Than like just the subtle yeah. thing, but like he just commits so hard to just yeah. constantly doing something funny that's yeah, not definitely. distracting from the dialogue going on right. that other characters have. Like he's not the focus, and th- you're exactly right, Greg. It's like those moments that make this movie more special than how a- another comedy yeah, right? would would shoot that. Like that there's, wa-
4: the, there's the moment in the in the in the uh, elevator, right, where it's like, "It just occurred to me we've never had a successful test of this stuff." And oh he's like, yeah, why should we worry? Each of us are wearing an unlicensed, unlicensed nuclear <laughs> accelerator on our back, right? He goes, "Well." Why worry now? Switching power me, me up. And he switches it on, and it's that amazing sound the first time you hear it. And Harold Ramis just subtly starts moving over to the left away from me. He's like, uh. ah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. It just cuts. There's no need for another line. There's like no to, need for more dialogue. That's just it. Into
1: like uh, being a product of its time stuff, right? And like, maybe this is just performances and stuff, but like, I think it does cut back the other way where it's, it can be a bit if you watch other people, I get taken out of it, where it's There's like a couple moments obviously i I love Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I God adore Dan Aykroyd. Him Thank you for making Ghostbusters run. and do all that stuff. Right. But like when he runs out of the library and does the like and like yeah. runs like that, when he comes down the pole and does and the, the so thing, yeah. it's like, all oh, right. right. I I it's so like one of the inspirations for Ghostbusters, right? Is Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, like he, he that 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 whole stuff of Abbott and Costello meets Dracula, all like these cro- comedy crossovers, right? Are uh, you can see Dan wrote this thinking of that, and I can see at certain points he's like, oh, he's trying to be like Abbott and Costello here. And I'm like, that no, doesn't okay. fit your world right now in terms of what you're doing. But again, in the it, these are always for the most part played in wide, so it's not like you're. Getting it beaten over your head. Yeah, sir. Nick.
4: And, the, and it's funny too because we talk about the subtlety of this, right? This could have easily gone the other way because originally they wanted Belushi for this character, right? They wanted Belushi and Murphy. Uh, so it's supposed to be Dan Aykroyd, Belushi and Murphy. And I think Dan Aykroyd and Belushi would have taken it more toward uh, uh, a Blues Brothers a over the comedy? Zany with physical comedy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, I think at the time Eddie Murphy would have Probably matched their energy, and so it's just some weird stars align that those those two people. Obviously, Jim Belushi, of course, couldn't couldn't be anyway John, he pass- John. Belushi. Excuse me. John sure. Belushi passed away. Um, and then Eddie, of course, had gone on to other other things. I think he was doing like Beverly Hills Cop or something else this time. Um, but so when you put these characters on screen together, and then having the sort of the audience member, which is Ernie Hudson, coming in, so they can explain sort of some of the more complex ideas to you, it just it just it just works. The chemistry is just there.
3: Andy, are you ready? All right, this one's a little bit longer, everybody, so prepare. Ready? He's gonna be a dad when that baby comes loose. What is his name? Greg Miller. He's gonna say the plot, he'll drink recap juice. What is his name? Greg Miller.
0: Tim 10 hose what's up everybody
1: welcome to ghostbusters 1984 i nailed, I nailed it right andy i did yeah, it that's fantastic that oh,
0: was fantastic you of applause
1: randy cortez everybody you kidding me right here <laughs> uh we start of course with the gorgeous columbia pictures logo I, I, somebody you know who watched this movie a lot <laughs> as a kid right like that is such an ingrained image of me uh, in the soundtrack one of the coolest things i ever did uh in terms of ghostbuster fandom uh, of just being able to consume it was go to uh see the sf symphony play the soundtrack while ghostbusters played cool. so the, ghostbusters cool. played and they played live the thing and it's just so fucking good uh but now, of course th- th- know, this sucks. part i want to say real quick and uh, this is like such a tim thing yeah, to say stop, but you know how you stop me anytime you want on this one obviously i could go forever
0: uh, what a Andy was saying earlier about like the family guy pop culture stuff where it's like, you know, we we kind of know stuff even if we weren't part of it because pop culture is referenced so much. The Ghostbusters theme song obviously is as iconic as you can get. I've heard it a bazillion times in my life. I've not heard this version that many times. It must be like the Ghostbusters 2 or something. There's like another version that sounds more full. And so this one just kind of like comes off as like a little not as like
3: impactful for me where it hit. I'm like, huh. The All Ray right. the base hits, or
1: this song in the beginning
3: the bass hits weren't there tim i kind of feel it yeah, it doesn't it doesn't start with
4: the ghostbusters theme right it starts with okay um, I, like weird i'm talking about the ghostbusters theme yeah, yeah sorry that's, we don't get that here yeah this but is you'll this get is, it
1: when the title card happens
4: yes that that's what i was referring to but sure. i just i okay. thought it was
0: kind of weird i was like oh man it's just it's not here they don't know right. what they had yet they didn't know what they had
1: you know what i mean like you don't i don't there's no way to know that they knew from screeners it was big but how do you like restructure your movie around that greg i'll
3: tell you where the Ghostbusters theme hits real hard. And sure. the Ghostbusters party mode we did it's real hard to then. watch youtube.com slash kind of funny games what a great party man. you know what i mean uh so we're at the new york public library
1: everybody coming in on those big stone statue lions out front of course so iconic to me i f- freaking nerded out back in the day to go there in uh, my full ghostbuster outfit for ign such a great time and we get alice the librarian going through doing her business in the big old reading room going through and then she goes down into the archives though and starts moving around and she goes down some of the stacks some books start going behind her eventually she keeps going and she's she, you know she's like something sounds weird something feels weird around here that's weird uh, and then, uh, she goes by the
4: library cards and they start shooting out, or the, you know, the Dewey decimal system. Thank God that thing's dead. Clear shooting out. Yeah, Nick. I'll buy anyone a Starbucks if you can tell me what other movie this woman was in that is a movie. I know. Movie. I think I know. Andy Cortez. Is
3: she laces out, laces Dan? Laces out,
4: Dan. Newest. Laces out.
3: Wow, she is. Ace Lace Ventura. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Also, just want to say real quick, like, this is why I love this movie, right? This perfectly sets the tone. It's scary. This is not... They were having, it's not happy-go-lucky zany have fun, which is I'm so glad they never didn't start with a theme. They start with very ominous music and a shot of the lion with birds leaving it. It's, a, it's, it's an upshot, it's creepy. All the imagery here, all the way this is shot, it's it totally played straight, totally played for the horror aspects of this movie uh so the cars go off go
1: and that's when she's like shit this is fucking popping off i gotta get out of here uh she takes off running gets confused in the stacks <laughs> i mean it's in the moment she doesn't know what's going on she's ah, ah. and eventually rounds the corner we get the we don't see the ghost we see the light the fan the purple light and that's where she screams and that's when we fade into the ghostbusters logo uh, broken Ray, in half which Ray always drove scared me, fucking me crazy Scared this scared man. you. Oh, the, just, uh, yeah. the, just the, the, the libra- just the librarian Alice getting scared, scared scared you. It set a weird tone.
2: Again, I was young, though, you know? Here. Real young. No, I understand. No, I hear you. Don't worry. I can understand all that.
3: It's <laughs> Kevin, it's kind of like going to Haunted Mansion. You know, like it's kids can go and enjoy it. it. It's
2: not scary, and then you get on the thing, and you're like, like I'm uncomfortable. I don't even know that I should be here. Even and as, then as a 31-year-old,
3: I'm there, and Kevin, I'm like.
2: sitting next to you, and you're like, <laughs> I'm brave.
3: I'm brave right now. I'm brave, but I'm not. Big time brave,
1: but not that brave. I understand. We've all been there. Um, like I said, Ghostbusters logo comes up. We get the song for the first time. It's split into two words, which I drove I me crazy. noticed it that. Drove me fucking crazy. That's crazy. It still does to this day. Also, it's a very, you know, older design of the no ghost logo. Obviously, Maybe long before that was like so that fucking
4: everyone. I think they did that because they originally weren't gonna call it Ghostbusters and they were like, We're we're hedging our bets here, and then we're just gonna do the ghost first and then well, fix the next word later. Possible. <laughs> I
1: remember, of course, yeah, it wasn't it. It was going to be originally called Ghostbusters, but there was the legal battle over the Funimation, the Ghostbusters thing, where they had to get a thing for that. So they did a, a whole bunch of alternate takes of everything, where they call them Ghost Chasers, the Ghost Chasers, Breakers, wasn't okay. it? Eventually, again. well, there was several, but Ghost Chasers no, was, was Ghost Chasers.
2: Definitely yeah. was That's the terrible. One I'm glad they didn't go yeah, with they, that. And ghost yeah, chasers. if you ever, if you
4: ever get a chance, watch the um, the, the that series on Netflix, Netflix. called the Moves that made movies us. that made us, because yeah. the guy the way they ended up getting the Ghostbusters title back and actually getting the legal use for that is the crazy. I mean, you want to talk about Kismet. You want to talk about the stars aligning for this movie to be what it was. That's a perfect example of
3: it. I heard it's because they were in the music uh, booth and they were like, chasing makes me feel good. Like, no, nah, that does, yeah, it doesn't work. work. And they came back nah.
1: on it. like, just say busting because like busting makes me feel good could never be interpreted any other way. And then, you know, Ray Parker Jr. Like, you know what? I am. I will say that. And <laughs> well, hey, don't mention busting, that we're yeah. ripping off Huey Lewis in the news. And they were yeah, like, what? We'll like, no, don't worry, don't worry. Just go. it. <laughs> uh remember there was a lawsuit about that it was a big gift. Uh anyways uh so now we're at columbia university where we uh, go over to the department of psychology or parapsychology where we see it's uh you know venkman stance and egon spangler on the door and of course venkman burn in hell written in paint on the thing we yeah, go one in there. The,
0: one of the facts that i saw was that uh there was a lot of like sexually explicit things written on uh on the, his office door and uh, they were like, "We want this to be a little more family friendly." So then they changed it to the burning hell Vanquan or whatever. And and hell. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, we come inside, and uh, Pete venkman Doctor Pete venkman is uh, doing an experiment here uh, about the effects of negative reinforcement on ESP. Uh, so he's quizzing a guy and a girl on the cards he's holding up, and they get electric shocks when they get it wrong. And this girl is just knocking it out of the park, getting everyone right. And it turns out she's not getting any of them right, of course. Of right. right. But Pete venkman of course, is kind of a creeper. In
5: <laughs> a twenty twenty one
1: lens of watching. Pete Venkman, you're like, ah, if this wasn't Bill Murray, like the most famed comedic actor of the time, and even now, like not being charming Bill Murray, right? It's everything
4: he does in this movie, you're like he's oh. literally torturing a guy. Just yeah. so he can get to he take this girl out. Like this guy got a couple of them right, which is the sad well, thing. Well yeah, and when he gets it right he still he shocks him. Yeah, he still of course. Really how it but is. I, do, I, would, I do want I do wanna point out though, I, I have a special place in uh, in the in my heart for this actress because she was on Charles in Charge. She played the and Pierce she on Charles in Charge for the longest time. And so oh, I man. that's where I knew her from. So seeing her in Ghostbusters, I was like, Wait a minute. Actors can be in different... Like, they can be on TV and in movies? This is weird. Again, back to, you know, little Greggy watching this movie and being obsessed with it. Like,
1: my parents... My mom having to explain to me when we'd watch another Bill Murray movie or whatever, Dan Aykroyd, of like, it's not, you know, these. they are actors and this isn't him. And I was like, okay, I got it. But Yeah, anybody who was in Ghostbusters obviously got got the pass. They were fucking awesome.
3: (laughs) I I will say shout out to Bill Murray because I think that there's something about just him as an actor and his comedic chops and just how you know charming he can be or whatever is like dude's got one of the ugliest head of hairs ever and it okay. just doesn't matter sure it like, doesn't matter it, it just doesn't his matter skin is
4: bad he's got the pop marked like skin too like he's like just not he's not a traditional this is
1: the 80s man you could look like that and be a movie star
4: it's true yeah I'm no yeah like, for sure for yeah. sure but i think 80s, shave just, like,
1: your teeth down slam some veneers in there i think there are some actors that we would
3: th- there are definitely he's some really actors done. that we would point out like Oh yeah that dude like he lost his hair and whatever whatever or like whatever like something about their physical appearance you can always kind of pinpoint or whatever uh, as to make it seem like a negative or whatever i've said the word whatever so many times i'm sorry but bill murray is just it just doesn't matter what he's just so cool and great and keep doing what you're doing bill murray i hope to see you in many more movies in the future
0: but before we get back to the plot let me tell you about our sponsors This episode is brought to you by Uncommon Goods. If you're on a mission to be the best gift giver ever, this season it's never too early to start looking no matter who you're shopping for Uncommon Goods is the place to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone some of the cool things I got recently were the those a baseball Park map pint glasses that I got for one of my good friends James Burke he doesn't know it's coming yet but he is going to absolutely love the Oracle Park one uh and also Gia got this puzzle that is really cool puzzles are always a fun thing right Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality unique and often handmade they have the most meaningful out of the ordinary gifts anywhere and with every. Purchase you make uncommon goods gives one dollar back to a nonprofit partner of your choice. So make your holiday season stress-free. Check out their selection of thousands of items. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash kinda funny. That's uncommongoods.com slash kinda funny for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. u-n-c-o-m-m-o-n-g-o-o-d-s.com dot slash kinda funny we're all out of the ordinary. And uh, next up, shout out to Me Undies. Are you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well, shield your eyes because the new Me Undies Halloween just dropped dead. If there's one collection you don't want to ghost, it's this one. I always love uh, MeUndies. I always love their theme collections, and I especially love when they get fun, like with the Halloween ones. We're glowing in the dark, baby. MeUndies are made from natural fiber sourced from beechwood trees, making their micromodal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy, and I can attest to all of that. Of course, even right now, wearing my meundie shirt, my lounge pants, my undies, and socks. I love the micromodal fabric all over my body. It is so soft, and I love being a big, soft boy. You can get Spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. I see you, my boo. Tricks and treats, lazy bones, and lazy pumpkin. Me Undies has a great offer for you, first time purchasers out there. You can get 15% off and free shipping. To get 50% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundiescom morning. That's meundiescom morning. And finally, shout out to HelloFresh. Spooky season is also extra busy season, but one thing you can take off your plate is meal planning and grocery shopping because... HelloFresh is here to keep you stocked and chopped. They deliver pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering recipes directly to you. We're talking fresh going from the farm to your door within a week. So you get the convenience without the sacrifice in quality. HelloFresh offers fantastic variety with over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, so it works great for Paula and Kevin, calorie smart, and even gourmet options. And they're bringing out all the fall options too, like one pot broccoli, mac and cheese to make weeknight meals, super easy. That sounds fantastic. And I really, really hope that I get to try that one. Cool Greg's been using HelloFresh. Blessing's been using HelloFresh. Kind of funny, is a HelloFresh family. Go to hellofresh.com slash morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals, including free shipping at hellofresh.com slash morning14. Use code morning14 okay it, so
1: uh you know as we already covered all the stuff you you've seen the movie you know what's happening he's clearly just using this to hit on this girl <laughs> jennifer mm-hmm. uh so he, and he you know uses the whole thing up after that you can keep the five bucks i've had it i will mister uh that guy runs off you know bill goes. this you should get used to it jennifer that's the kind of thing <laughs> your skills gonna bring out in people but yeah.
4: even that joke he's giving this guy electric shocks therapy He's shocking the you shit. You volunteered
1: out of for this, aren't you? We're paying for you five dollars.
4: That's that. That That's a always got actually. me. When I, was, I was like, oh my god, it's it's for five bucks. That's <laughs> to go
1: through eighty questions to get
4: eighty <laughs> like, shots, right? Seventy more cards yeah. to go.
1: Which is also the funny thing. The more you want to drill into the joke about it, right? Of like, you know, he's shocking him over and over again, even leading up to when he gets it right while we're watching. But also, it means that like this hasn't been going on for hours. Like Pete Venkman didn't just be like, man, this guy's pissed me off in the middle of this yeah, from the he start. He's like, fuck this god, guy, no. zap, 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 zap. <laughs> No reason. No reason. Just I'm gonna to d- just
3: sort of hop in with a sort of an aside here. I was about to go uh, to the restroom really, really quick, and I pulled out my headphone, my ear, my headbud, earbud. Had a little bit of a panicky moment because the earbud stayed in my ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I popped it out of the right I've side, Kevin, and it just stayed before. in there. I've my been heart kind before. of like, oh shit! <laughs> I was like, it's oh, there yeah, forever oh, now. Yeah. I'll,
2: I'll right I, what I've done before is I get my Leatherman, pull them out, get the little pliers, get in there. Whoop. Real easy, real easy. That and I got them way. in there deep, Greg. Yeah
1: deep i believe you kept it. i believe you. you got the i've known for a long time about your deep ear canals that's a well-known kind of we talk story. about it actually canals in the room we talk about how much mm-hmm. anyways ray do. stance runs in this is it this is it runs in and uh tells pete he needs the tape he needs the, ta- the tape recorder the tape you erased last week you know where you uh pete jumps up does the slap in the back of the head jennifer doesn't see it C- i'm right in the middle of something right uh and it, it, ray lays it out that this is the, this is it man uh libra- librarian at the new York Public Library. There's been a ghost sighting. This is the one. Knock the socks off some poor librarian. We got to get down there right away. Uh, you know, Egon's already there. Uh, Spangler's already there. Buried the needle on what is going on. And he's like, you go down there. You get right back to me. it's like, no, no. I he need you need down go down way. there. Get right <laughs> back to me. Get right back to me. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, Pete says goodbye to Jennifer. Does the line uh, Nick referenced earlier? Eight o'clock. She's, I was just going to say. Like eight we o'clock? can see each other. She's like, eight
4: o'clock. I was yeah. just going to say. Eight, <laughs> eight o'clock. <laughs> Such a bullshit artist then it's,
1: so uh, it's you know, we're back to the New York Public Library, uh, Pete and Ray walking in. I'm trying not to do every line, but I love
4: the delivery really of only lines. <laughs> this is going like, four hours, people. As
1: a friend, I gotta tell you, you finally gone around to the bend on this ghost bust, this ghost business. You have been meeting and greeting every schizo in the five boroughs. <laughs> of course, Pete, you forget that I was there for an under, unexplained sponge mig-
3: migration. <laughs>
4: Migrated <laughs>
3: about a foot and a half, and then he goes down half. there doing his thing and he slams the book and he does the going, uh, 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 I like uh, there there are so many lines like that in this movie that I just can imagine you and Nick having a moment over because you're just kind of repeating a random sure. line from a movie you both love yeah. and yeah that moment of they what do, what do they you say they migrate about Was there for <laughs> <a> <laughs> unexplained migration Funny it's such a great <laughs> line it's such a great line. also
1: the, you know shout out to my mom here because again like what we're talking about this movie not designed for kids and i had learned early not to yell bastard because uh back to the future when i yelled bastard i got in mm-hmm. trouble so every like there'd be like when i wanted to say mother puss bucket like run into the kitchen and be like mom am i allowed to say mother puss bucket and she's like yes you can say all right thank you run back you know what i mean like all this shit <laughs> anyways uh you know uh, the you know the three ghostbusters here are established they're walking through the thing uh this is another great line uh, you know egon this re- t- reminds me of the time you try to drill a hole through your head that would have worked that if you hadn't stopped me, me.
4: <laughs> uh then we get in there they start to such interview. a kevin moment we're like oh, we totally. stopped kevin from drilling a hole
1: totally Oh, uh, we get into the back room, uh, right? You know, Alice is there. De- I can't remember if it had legs, but definitely has arms because he reached out. Oh, I can't wait to get this. A- look at this thing. Uh, you know, Ray's filming. They're going around. They're getting the balances. Pete starts asking questions about, you know, are you habitually using drugs? There was the one before of like any mental illness. My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. Oh, God. i call that a big yes. I'd call that a big yes. I'd call that a big yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, a big yes. And then again, like uh, you want to talk about like how this movie, you know, obviously went a different direction than I think anybody who would have thought it was, right? You know, are you Alice menstruating right now? What has that got to do? with anything back off man i'm a scientist i remember as a whatever four-year-old five-year-old having my ghostbusters belt that was like mass-produced this isn't like a custom job I, you know my mom bought it at kmart or whatever that said on it back off man i'm a scientist Love that. <laughs> the, the line before it are you on your period <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, that's what, just, you know, the this most, go, the so the most this dismissive
4: discrating thing you could you could talk you say to a woman if she's claiming that something happened right, right? yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, so then, from there, you know, uh, Egon busts back in. It's moving. He's got the PKE out. He's going through. They all run down into the the stacks where we had seen it before. Uh, you know, uh, more great stuff with Bill Murray doing like this when you know he's making fun of Ray. Uh, they run into the books being stacked up. He's like, oh, just like the mass disturbance of whatever the year is. I don't have that one down. I'm he's sorry. Like, you're right. And right. then, right. yeah, no you're human right. being would stack
4: books like that. <laughs> <laughs> that and one. Then-, then we get. The other no. banger in this. And I always feel bad, Greg, because You're I feel like Dan line. Aykroyd's line is overshadowed by what Bill Murray just said. Yeah. But he goes, quiet. You smell that? <laughs> <And then laughs> he goes, listen. <laughs> listen, Do you smell it? You smell yeah. that?
1: And, and, Pete, and again, Bill Murray does the like, what? And then he what? does the... <laughs> He starts sniffing, trying to do what it is. They come around the corner. It's the cards there. They have ectoplasm all over it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Egon, very excited, gives the little Petri dish to vankman asks him to go do, to get it somebody blows your nose and you want to keep it i want to analyze it i uh, start scraping it off you know half-assing it as a bankman would do and then he gets it on his hand he starts doing this sh- shit oh, gets it on that, his eyes get it. then he wipes oh. his hand on the books does the, this is again i remember in the in, the commentary how this is all obviously improv of how can you plan to get it on your eyes on your feet or whatever on you so he does all that and gets it comes around the corner Egon, your mucus. Uh, bookshelf falls down behind them, and this is the first time that Ray, uh, Pete is like, "Wait a second, maybe this is more than that." and Turns to Ray, He's like, "This ever happened to you before?" And Ray just does first time. First time. It shakes his head, yes, right. Uh, they start following the PKE. They start going around, and they sure as shit, Egon turns, uh, you know, down into turns the corner, and there it is—the gray lady herself, uh, the ghost uh, that we all know is purple. Eventually, would be given a
4: name, of course, in Ghostbusters, the video game, Eleanor Twitty. I'm sure you all remember. I'm sure. What you again? This, Core. this first image, right? scary. Not yeah, it is. Not like oh like they could have redesigned her to be more cartoony which you're going to see later in like in, in Ghostbusters 2, but in this one it's like this is a fully formed like flumman. large shit. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. Now and even, she and even, could- like and it's and it's also terrifying cuz she's beautiful. And so you're like, uh that's creepy cuz some shit's going to fucking happen here right
3: now. Now she could it. have they could have gone the gory route and made it look like the zombie cabbie guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this scene just very reminiscent to me of the sixth sense of just kind of him looking around the corner. They're just being like a dead person kind of standing there. Like yeah. it's, it's off putting that, thing. You that's know? the form yeah. that it's in. And then when she jumps out and freaks him out, Greg, yeah. uh, I was about to fucking call you out and be like, Hey, you, you said this wasn't scary. <laughs> all right. I'm glad you stuck it out there. You know what I mean? And,
2: it, and when, when I was a kid, this is the moment where I was like, fucking, Hey, all right. I, yeah. I have to be, cause like earlier, like I yeah, said, I already was like, mm-mm. Kind of not feeling it. This seems like this is not for me. This is a little scary. And then now it's like, all right, cool. All right. I We're don't in know, the this, shit. I thought this was a comedy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought this was one of the most culturally empowering
1: comedies of all time. Uh, a whole bunch of great stuff happens here, I feel. Uh, you know what I mean? Where it's like they're all excited to finally see a ghost and Pete's like so what do we do and Egon and Ray look at each other and then he grabs Ray by the ear and pulls him over Francine can't talk to you for a
5: second yeah.
1: uh, and the, he's like one of us they, they're like one of us should try to make contact one of us should talk to you. and they both look at uh, Pete Van- Oh, I, I missed the thing where Egon crunches numbers on his he's little calculator stop that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes out there he does the, the you know Pete does the only thing he knows which is try to pick up a chick right of like where are you from originally, originally. I'm <laughs> and, hi I'm Peter alright the usual stuff's not working and Ray's like alright I got it. I know just what to do. And he comes around. All right. One, two, three. Get her. It comes up. They get chased out. This is the the part of it or whatever. Bend, right. But at least do another great scene, I think, of them, you know, Pete and uh, Ray walking and talking and being friends in this thing. Right. Yeah. Get her.
0: That was your big plan. Was I'm sorry. I plan. Got overexcited. Shout like Ray, man. scientific. You know, I, I feel like uh, he's the one of the Ghostbusters that I feel like, well, I guess Ernie as well. But, uh, you you hear about Egon. You obviously hear about Bill Murray. But I, Ray is the homie. I, I, oh, I yeah, think yeah, so he my favorite, All right? Yeah, I and love you it. You see
4: that? You see that in the scene too when they go into business, and he's like. And Peter's like this place is terrible, and, Her- and Harold Ramis is like they're each they're each exhibiting what their character's for, right? Pete's the the, the uh, skeptic. He's an asshole. He doesn't really like. He's just trying to be opportunistic and capitalize off of this. Harold Ramis is the scientist. He's the one that's just nuts and bolts, ones and zeros. And then you see he's like this is Paul working. This is amazing. We should sleep here tonight. Like he's Dan Aykroyd's character is the heart of it. So and That's why I love is they all in this movie. And you're when watch these characters how they evolve into the second movie because the only one really allowed to do the laughs or to have the joke and wink to the audience is Bill Murray. Everyone else is playing it straight. They're in character the whole time, and that's why it works, with the rare exception of Dan Aykroyd going a little too zany with some of the movements. Yeah, 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 but even that, that's not that much. But even that. Uh, can't anyways, wait, seem, can't
0: wait to talk about that. That was fucking weird. The what What's that? Oh, blow like, Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get I, that for I, sure. I love that <laughs> part. That was good. But I just, just to point out, one of the things I always notice about this is how – deadpan Harold Ramis's every single time sure like there is one look he gives when they're closing the doors to the ballroom where he kind of winks at the guy and that's like the only time he breaks his own like Harold Ramis breaks that, that veneer yeah, yeah yeah
1: uh but yeah it's the walk here right of like i got so excited blah, blah blah. uh egon runs up he's been running numbers behind them he's like i do think that you know based on these new th- numbers there's a great chance that we can actually catch a ghost and contain it indefinitely and this is you know egon, I'm going to take back some of the things i've said about it. you you you've earned it. it gives them a nestle crunch bar <laughs> so degrading <laughs> and, it's like, fucking
4: and then dan eckard's like yeah that's
1: good <laughs> yeah exactly like you got him that's a funny one uh and this is where we get then go back to columbia university where dean yeager is having everybody remove you you are a poor scientist, Dr. Bankman. <laughs> I see. Uh this is then the conversation out there uh, that has the bottle that, of booze that looks like the Love cold that. brew I had the other day that I was mm-hmm. talking about, where uh, it's uh, Pete know. and Ray going back and forth about it, about what to do and what they're going to do now. Oh, no. uh, you, you've you've never been out of college. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. <laughs> <laughs> and then the stirring speech from Bill Murray, Ryder, Bankman, of like, call it fate, call it luck, call it oh, karma. Yeah. I believe we are destined to get kicked out of this dump. Why? Yeah. To go into business for ourselves. And then he's like, this is going to be a lot of money. Where are we going to get it? I don't know, Ray. I I don't don't know. know. As he's he's taking a a massive swig of this. Getting that whisk. You know what I mean? Uh, Then we come out of Manhattan Bank. You're never going to regret this, Ray. Which is when I finally peer pressured Poe into buying his own PS2. We left EB, and that's what I said as I opened the door for him. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's them walking on, and going over it. Like, you, it, it, it. My parents left me that house. I was born there. Don't worry about it. Everybody has three mortgages nowadays. You 19%. <laughs> you'd even bargain with the guy. 19%. Yeah, the interest a rate for the third mortgage, thing, right? Uh, but again, it's the franchise rights alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. Because, of course, Vankman does. Oh, I, th- there's a great line from Dean Yeager. Again, like you're talking about Nick that sets up these characters, right? Where he's like, you know, we think science, Dean Yeager says, we think science is for the betterment of mankind. You seem, seem to think of science as a dodge or hustle, right? Mm-hmm. And immediately on this thing, it's a dodge or a hustle. A right? or like a we'll hustle, make, we'll right? franchise this indispensable disposal extermination unit we're going to make here. Like that's what I'm really doing this for, not for the science part of it at all. Uh, from there, we uh, meet one of my favorite characters in Ghostbusters, the firehouse. Uh, we, of course, are getting a walkthrough with the realtor, like you're saying. Where, and this is, again, exactly what you just talked about, Nick, right? Where it's just pricey for a unique fixer-upper from Vankman. What do you think, Egon? Uh, the neighborhood's like, a, you know, the power doesn't work. There's serious metal fatigue and all the load-bearing structures and the neighborhood is like a demilitarized a zone. zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're all done with it. But of course, Ray, who is now taking out this huge mortgage, does this pole still work? Slides down, loves it. For me personally, and I, you know, obviously at the end of the movie he goes stance, dr ray stance ladies and gentlemen the heart and soul of the ghostbusters uh like it is so true and you can see it in this moment and for me personally when we, i talk about kind of funny that's kevin right 100 like, the excitement kevin. and i want to be a part of it and let's do it and what crazy thing are we going to do and i love you for it kevin you'll always be more right let's sleep over
3: here let's help yeah. yeah let's try it out tonight. you know night uh, and, right? and
1: again Come back on, to kevin the has... you know the 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 slow, pl- not even the slow play, but like, you know, the thing here of like, where there's then the beat of Ray going upstairs. Uh, Vakeman looks over at Egon and Egon just has like the slowest, no head shake of all time. Just and he turns no. back to, the, I, think,
4: I think we'll take it. And Egon's like, defeat at it, right? Well, because the, the, the it, subtlety of that scene too is great because he, Pete's obviously trying to get a lower, better deal on this, right? If they're going to take this place, I always read True. it as, like, if yeah. they're negotiating and then Dan Aykroyd comes in and it just totally blows it out of the water, like, yeah, fuck, yeah. any negotiating shit we had is now gone. We have no more leverage. And that's why you're real time with it, right? The realtor is like, hell
3: yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The
4: realtor plays it yeah, yeah. great. I forgot that yeah. actress's name, but she's like, mm, yeah, I got you, motherfuckers. He loves yeah. this.
2: Uh, from there we go to well, the next I was going to ask go Greg, ahead. how does this translate to the 2016 Ghostbusters? Would would she? Would that be like the uh, Melissa McCarthy character that you're comparing to me to? In. There,
1: we don't need to bring that. Future spoilers. Oh, we're gonna be in a good place today, Kevin. I thought you wanted to have a lot of fun here. <laughs> and no future spoilers. No future spoilers. <laughs> oh, so you're when right. We get you're the right.
2: <laughs> you want to
1: know? Wait. Can't wait. I as you know I don't follow and this is this is going to sound like an insult I swear it's not. I don't follow the Tim Get, uh, Getty's method here right of like oh I want to watch all these things in uh, I want every movie in 4K. I want it all to be the best thing. Yada yada yada. Last night when I I opened up my and blew all the dust off my physical media, I grabbed the Ghostbusters Blu-ray and put it in. And I was like, wait, they've done 4Ks of these. Ordered the 4K Blu-ray for Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. And like the fucking shake, head shake I did as I bought Ghostbusters 2016 on 4K. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> goddamn <it. Yeah. laughs> The 4 suits, I might as well have it. It
0: exposes the matte paintings hard. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, like, uh, uh, another
1: is. thing, if you... And that's Blu-ray in general. And that's honestly just looking at the movie. I I think, again, so much is happening in a product time, yada, yada. But like the, I was about to say the next place we go to is the next building, right? Dana Barris apartment, Central Park West, Spook Central. And the introduction of that thing like, is the wide shot, clearly a matte painting. And then they go up and do the shot overhead of one of the terror dog gargoyles, yeah. right? And if you watch, you can see the cab drive through it. Yeah, because it's out. just a, you know, a matte painting over it, the thing that they but put so, it in. And later so on, the whole thing like rocks when uh,
4: Stay puff's coming, out for the right reasons. Yes. that's that's the important to note, right? When you when you go back and watch any of the documentary and stuff on this, they were getting these. They had so many shots they had to do yeah. that the the effects house, which I don't think was ILM, I think it was um whatever the competitor was at the time, right? The guys that left ILM and then. Like had formed another house. Doesn't matter. Um, Weta, I think. No, it wasn't Weta. It was they're they're defunct now. I don't think. I think it was a bunch oh. of ILM guys left decided to do their own thing, and this was like one of the first jobs they had. I could be getting that wrong, but anyway, they talked about how they were like, we would send them shots for review and get no feedback, and then those shot like these with some of these shots were like, hey, this is our first pass at this. What Let do you know. think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right and then, put it in the movie because they were moving at such a fast clip, they had to hit that date. To get the movie out, so the State Puff shot is one of the ones they talk about, where he's like, "That was a temp shot." The guy was like, "That was not. We were not done with that shot, uh, but they just put it in, and that's why you can see a lot, some of the map painting just doesn't work. It doesn't. Sure, play, yeah, yeah. You needed another hack at it, and they also I got, I got the, like the hundred uh,
0: during the fact. I I got got the answer to your question here. So during the film's 13-month production, all the major special effects studios working on other films, the largest, ILM, had been booked for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Return of the Jedi. The remaining studios were too small to work on the approximately 630 individual effects needed for Ghostbusters. At the same time, special effects cinematographer Richard Edlund planned to leave ILM and start his own business. Reitman convinced Columbia to collaborate with MGM, which also needed an effects studio, to advance money to him to start his own company, Boss Film Studios, uh, and purchase the necessary equipment so yeah and they did go. they
4: did quite a few movies in the 80s i think before i think before going out of business or, or being sold off to ilm but yeah it's cool it's, it's definitely interesting and like they did the the even like there's there's the famous concept i'm sure we'll talk about when we get the slimer but how they were like you know as an homage to to john belushi they were like let's make him look like that and the guy but in the, in the interview the guy in the documentary and he was like they told just, me that the night before i was supposed to present this thing that i had been working on for like three weeks and so he goes, when they showed up, I just told him I did it. And they were like, he looks great. <laughs> he looks <exactly laughs> like him. But it looks nothing like him. Uh, so,
1: yeah, that's all awesome and true. Uh, so now back to the plot. Uh, we show up at Dana Barrett's apartment. She gets out of a cab with some groceries, jaywalks,
4: because she's uh, like, a New Yorker. I, I'm sorry. I know we're going very long. Stop. Okay. You think I'm mad about going long on Ghostbusters? <laughs> they, you think that's you guys, my problem right now? They got Sigourney Weaver to be in this movie. Because, was that a big deal then, though? Yeah, because she was huge from Alien.
1: Right,
2: that was really big. And, right? I think, mean, yeah,
1: but she, she really a, wanted to do it. You like to get it, like you know what I mean. Like remember, she there's the whole thing of her barking and acting like a dog or whatever in the audition yeah. and stuff. And like, I have was like, this person's
4: crazy. We need her. <laughs> wait, like, wait, but wait. she was Hold a on. pretty so serious actor. I mean, she she hadn't done like silly shit. I don't think she'd done a comedy to this point. And so, like, the fact that they got her in was just such an inspired choice. Set her up perfectly for Galaxy Quest. Because when did Aliens come out?
2: I think that came out before this, right? What a good movie, Andy. What a great oh, right. movie. Wasn't
4: Alien... I oh, was 86. That was two years later. But Alien oh. was... Was
2: wow, 80, my 83? Is... Was Alien was Alien
4: 79. So Holy Alien shit, was 79. I was way off on that Jesus. one. Jesus. Yeah.
1: Anyways, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, she got her groceries. She's going upstairs. This is where we get introduced to Louis Tully across the uh, way from her. Of course, he's got a crush on her. Uh, she clearly wants nothing to do with him. Uh, He's, you know, in his, his ch- or velvet tracksuit or whatever oh, it is. It's dope, right? That's Kevin. a good looking
2: tracksuit. Kevin. And again, the whole thing okay, of like, he's always, car, right? he's always scheming
1: on something, right? He's always scheming on something. He taped a 20-minute workout plays it back at double speed so, or half speed or t- double speed so he gets a 10-minute workout does a great workout. Uh, And then, yeah, you know, he, uh, w- you know, annoys Dana all the way to her apartment before saying, of course, you know, like, oh, yeah, and it reminds me, you shouldn't leave your TV on so loud when you go out, you know, I f- the creep down the hall phone the manager, so I I try, I tried to crawl out on the ledge and get in to do it, and I couldn't, so I just turned it up, so people think, thanks, Lewis, and the door just slams, slams in his face, and his the face.
3: doctor goes up and comes down. And all right, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to have is, a shower. I'm like, have like, all, a shower. All, all of this dialogue is just fantastic. It, know, is, in in it in comes another across under- as such a natural sort of thing for somebody that Weird and quirky to say.
1: <laughs> and another understated joke that I I it, it, it me a disturbingly long time before I was somebody pointed out somewhere, right? Of like he's the key master, but every scene he gets locked out of his apartment. Out of his apartment. I, oh, like, I never thought together. about that. So that's that's funny. So funny. Uh, Dana goes, in the TV's playing an ad from the Ghostbusters. Of Wait, course, not them in their usual uniforms. Yeah, go ahead. That that is
2: hilarious. As and genius. like it's genius to the level of like, how do you think of that? And like Make that a running... Like, I don't understand how running gags like that get made. And then, like, you know, Dan Aykroyd... Talk, like, how are they not talking about that for the rest of their lives? I don't you know? know. It's,
5: it's inspired.
2: That's <laughs> just what it was, though, I think, back then, right? Is, you like, they give
1: these characters and they make a choice. And that's... A, uh, cool, that's a funny thing. And they just go on because they want... I guess want the layers like that or whatever. Uh, like I said, the uh, Ghostbusters ad is playing there. It's them in their little blue uh, coats or whatever with all their dumb equipment. And we're ready to believe you. Uh, Dana turns it off uh and then you know like it takes the load off in our apartment there for a second goes into the kitchen eventually puts down our groceries uh then goes to put some stuff away after putting down me the eggs and of course eggs. the tape off marshmallows again like another movie i think would have driven it home so many more times of like the tape off marshmallow man is a thing in this universe right, right. like this is it's a it's thing because there's like the marshmallows it. there with him on the bag and then at one point there's like a brick billboard of him like that's
4: it. That's like you're supposed to extrapolate in the theater on your first viewing that this is a thing that is is when universe doesn't matter. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, that must be a brand that we just don't have in Southern California." Sure. I was
2: not like, Was it not a brand? This wasn't a thing. Nah, oh a shit! Thing. Yeah. Get the fuck out!
0: Yeah, I'm with Nick. Where I just I just assumed it was something I didn't know, but I thought well, it was we never real. had marshmallows. House, I thought it was so. a real brand. Yeah. The funniest yeah. thing that Gia. Who enjoyed this movie way more than i expected her to it was this seed that she asked her first question of just like she's like i don't believe this woman would be buying marshmallows i'm
2: like that's right 100 weird
0: fucking thing. but also when you look at her spread of what she has it's like that's fucking weird it's such a
1: it's such the movie bag of groceries with the celery yeah, box coming but, up the top so yeah, like
4: here's how i rationalize that if you live alone and you're single and you're in new york you got, maybe you have that one vice, right? For some people, it's Oreo cookies. For me, it's like, you know, uh, goldfish crackers. Maybe she just really likes housing marshmallows at the end of the night.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you want, uh, trust me, as somebody who's overanalyzed this movie so many fucking times, I can give you two different takes on it. Would you like why I think there's more questions to be asked about that? Or, you know what, I'll just do both ones. Number one, Dana Barrett's bedroom, right? On both of her bedside tables, she has photos of children. And I'm like, so are those like your nieces? So maybe, maybe she bought the marshmallows, I've always thought, because her nieces were going to come over eventually. Maybe, maybe she yeah. sees them.
5: I'd now to go the, the
1: more negative route with it, of course, when Vankman opens her ginormous refrigerator Thank and gosh. it's stocked with leftovers and Coca-Colas and then this unopened thing of bologna or whatever. It's also like,
4: is Dana eating this?
1: Is this <laughs> why is she got so much weird ass food in there? Well, what? The, well the,
4: you know, but, the, but not to dig too deep into this, though. What is the use of the big marshmallow in an apartment that size? Because the big marshmallow is for s'mores, s'mores, right? Sure. Yeah, the no. small marshmallows are for hot you, cocoa, which you can just pre- yeah. traditionally put. It, like you make hot cocoa. I get it. Your niece and nephews coming over. We're gonna make hot cocoa. We're gonna put some marshmallows on top of the, the small marshmallows. You can't no, put I, a big marshmallow on top. of those can. Things. Nick, you, you I, ever I, been I depressed? Nick,
3: you ever been depressed? You just fucking it doesn't <laughs> no, matter I, what the what the size of a thing is. You're just sticking that shit in your mouth because you're like, I got to eat my feelings. Like, but. Can yeah. I tell you
4: what else bothered me about this scene though? When she you. opens up the fridge, there's two different styles of Coca-Cola can in there, and it like, always bothered me. I'm like, no, "What did see, you get I, these at two different times?"
1: No, you're wrong. Don't you remember? I know you're talking about the Coke logo, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember the cans used to have Coke on, on two. It, it, the cans had two different Coke logos on the. Side. Oh, I didn't I'm remember like, that. God. I didn't know that. Yeah, this one used to drive me crazy. Of like people being like, "Oh, cinema sins." Here's a here's a fucked up scene when her and Vanekman are talking. Yeah. because there's two cans of coke in there but like wh- the one way it's shot one time it makes it look like it turned when it didn't turn it's just a second can of coke and I'm like Don't why I does Andy's fridge to
3: have uh, a blue mound doing a green that's like not con- that continuity is continuities off one of them is USA one of them is the standard one okay yeah, yeah, July 4th USA
0: idiot. baby you know <laughs> uh,
1: anyways the eggs start frying it right on the countertop Dana's uh, perplexed and scared by that of course uh, and then we hear a growl from the fridge she opens it up and it is not a normal fridge it is in fact uh, the little uh, you know portal to another dimension the triangle in the back there uh, and it's a terror dog that's She's just the
2: door. As a child, this also scared me. Terrifying. I, understand I can understand yeah. that. Way.
1: That'd be scary. terrifying. But you, know, I think you, a lot uh, of it is
3: that, Sigourney Weaver's performance, Kevin. Oh, yeah. I think it's her fear and her shock. No, and
2: it, it was the eggs.
3: Oh. For me. The yeah, uh-huh. eggs are terrifying. Because the like, that...
2: they like cook a little, right? Oh yeah, yeah they cook all they
5: the way cook. through. Yeah, yeah. Remember,
4: because when he comes later, he picks one of them up and it's fried. and He kind of like wobbles. It, he's like, "Let's check the fridge."
1: There's another great one in the document or the commentary where they talk. They're talking about special effects. Like, yeah, how did you guys pull off that effect? And they're just like, "Yeah, we tried this and we tried this, and then we just put a frying. We just put heat. <laughs> we just put heat
4: under there. We couldn't figure yeah. it out, so we yep. just put heat." <laughs> but also, I just want to shout out like the the art direction in this, right? That she opens it up and it's this beautiful, haunting image. It's not like scary. It's not dark. It's bright. It's vibrant. It's like a pure. Bit. it's that like, the, it's all yeah. there and then you and then it cuts in on the on the terror dog and he's like you know and you see all the stuff but like the actual that's what scared me that was i was like well there's a whole other dimension in a in your fridge and now i'm scared of my refrigerator like that's what this movie's gonna do to me that's why it's so cool
1: uh she slams the door and we go back to ghostbuster hq where they're putting up a very small ghostbuster sign very thin ghostbuster sign very flat against the fire south you don't think it's too subtle marty you don't think people drive by and won't see the sign uh then uh the ecto-1 uh before its uh makeover rolls
4: up dan acro driving
1: you can't park that here <laughs> From everybody before. relax
4: i found the car this gives me so much anxiety because he was like this was a steal, man. I got, yeah. for, I got it for $4, $4,800. $4, and it needs, after
1: listing all the problems, right? One of which was pads, a transmission. transmission. It needs <laughs> a new
4: transmission. How
1: much? Only 3800 And again, Venkman's face drops or whatever. Uh, from there, we go back in the, or we go in the firehouse, right? Uh, we meet Janine Melnitz for the first time working or working, sitting there reading a People magazine with Cher on the cover at her desk. Uh, she's there, has a quick conversation with uh, uh, Pete Venkman. Any calls? No. Any, no. Any, any, anything? No. Type uh, something, it, would you? We were paying for this we're stuff. paying for this stuff. Any <laughs> he insults we're, her. Quit looking at me at the bug eyes and he I goes res- and then-
4: Now, as a person who insults a lot of his coworkers, I respect this. This is maybe where I learned this, where it's like, if you insult someone and you really say something bad, he just immediately, is like, Janine, Sorry, Sorry about, about the bug, bug eye you. thing. I'll be in my office. You know. And by the way, his office is just behind her. I, yeah. I, I never, I never caught that until this last time. We're like, it's just the open space behind her. Yeah, he doesn't man. actually go into the office, which is great. I,
0: going back to the the car real quick. Like, I appreciate seeing it before it turns into the Ecto One because it's like you know. I'm such a big fan of, like, the reveals and the power-up hype moments and all that shit. And, like, when we do see the Ecto-1 actually as the Ecto-1, it's just so cool. But I love this movie kind of treats itself as an origin story, treats itself as getting the gang together. And, like, we see the, them get the the house. We see them get the car. And, like, the upgrades feel earned, and especially sure. with the montage we get of all that, like, them gaining success and shit. Like, it's, just, it's again, really well-plotted movie. Well-paced yeah. as well, Yeah.
1: It goes fast too. Like I even last, I, I watched it last night after playing something for a preview or whatever and I was like, oh man, I went too long I, I was in there. I'm like, man, I forget how much this movie cooks. Like we're going, you know what I mean? Like it's not, I, and I was like, this will be a quick plot recap. <laughs> Ooh, well, sorry, everybody.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways,
1: we're... uh, You know, no sooner does Peter go in there, apologize, and sit down at his desk uh, from underneath uh, uh, Janine's desk, Egon rises, right? And uh, Janine clearly making conversation, probably flirting a bit with him here, right, trying to do this, uh, trying to get anything out of Egon. We get to the brick wall that he is, and he, in 1984, declares, print is dead. (laughs) And she tries to still go off that, like, oh, that's very interesting. I'm a big reader myself. uh his you know spores molds and fungus is his hobby and it's the best he can do uh that scene ends we get the do 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 uh dana barrett enters the firehouse while dan Aykroyd is working on the ecto-1 laid out there again this is a shot that's mirrored in the ghostbusters afterlife trailer and it'll be in the movie as well same thing of the kid uh, finn right working on uh the ecto-1 using the same dirty ass mat too of it or whatever um he oh so yeah dana walks in and walks by it this is the thing that passes tim's test where uh you know it, i'm sorry this is the ghostbusters isn't it yeah you know yeah you know, i need to talk to somebody or whatever uh, of course uh Venkman hearing a woman's voice prairie dogs up runs over and then to break the fourth wall uh bill murray almost eats it really badly here if you ever if you ever rewatch he runs and jumps over but his feet catch the swinging door and it's oh yeah like, if it would have gone a little bit further he would have fucking totally i was it, shocked remember?
0: i was like that that you can't Fake that (laughs) like that obviously was just a, a shot they got. They're like, I guess we're using this one. But again, that adds just to the like, it just feels like these are just dudes yeah it
3: feels yeah. authentic yeah
1: yeah of course uh and from there we jump into you know they, they meet and they talk for a second and then we go upstairs and we get the weird technology st- aspects of this right where it's all three of the ghostbusters talking to dana uh asking her all these questions about what's going on we get the purple thing where you see dana's uh face in the weird silhouette and then you see uh her getting analyzed by egon with his giant light that blinds bill murray uh they're all drinking budweiser beer which i love this <laughs> this woman terrified out of her mind is showing up in this new business and they're eating cheeses and drinking beer and just no. like we don't know the- <laughs> What we're
4: doing yeah. we're just like just talking. drinking one bud there's like four bud like empty cans in it looks like a college head. house yeah yeah Yeah, yeah exactly. they're just they've been partying all day
2: yeah exactly uh, one thing i, I want to say about that shot where um ooh, what's his name egon James. ivan yeah egon that's it egon looks over with the light I, I don't know what it is about that shot i love the the shot from it and then the switch to perspective mm-hmm. of uh the other guy sure. just getting blinded yeah, i just yeah. think something about that that's
1: just cool that's it is It is really funny. I like that too um you know there's nothing coming up uh you know she what do you think he she's not lying or at least she doesn't think she I. I she is and like, why would I lie about this why oh some are just nuts you know Bruno Street blah 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 totally and again out of
4: that like spit, spit yeah totally that.
1: and this is when he really goes out he just you know fucking full bore in, with nothing right of like whoa you know in these kind of cases there's usually things we've done he kind of does this behind her of like what the fuck do we do yeah and that's when you know I'll check the usual literature uh, Ray's gonna go check the building stuff Tobin spirit guide space I'm catalog stuff that
5: yeah.
1: uh and then yeah you know peter's like i'll go i'll, I'll go to dana i'll go to miss barrett's apartment and check her out i mean i'll go check out Ms. i'm gonna go check apartment. out miss barrett's yeah, apartment yeah, yeah. And he doesn't look like that yeah, yeah. uh from there then yeah it's uh we go to dana bill of uh, dana barrett's apartment again this time with pete fankman uh and you know you can what i like about the scene right is like obviously dana's incre- an incredibly smart character uh, already she's like these guys are weird when she's there but you can, env- I can envision the cab ride they had together there because by the time they get into the apartment, she's already kind of on her last nerve with Pete Venkman. Like so you know he's that already that. been full Pete Venkman in the car, yeah. a weirdo about it, right? But immediately she sees through all this bullshit of like him coming in and doing, it's Dr. Venkman. And he does the, he, they hate this, they hate this. And he's fucking, hate this. fucking with the piano like the and doing all room. this different stuff. And again, this is back to your point. Uh, he's walking around, like a lot of space. And then it was, uh, oh man, it, you know, just, just you? you and she yeah. and he's like yeah what does he say that what's his follow-up i forget just you
4: yeah well no he's got the one moment where he's like she's like what's in there she goes that's the no no but the it's fire. yeah before that i was gonna get there i was gonna get there yeah, but Anyways, he has a great follow up
1: to just you something like perfect and she kind of gives it and then yeah that's the bedroom but nothing ever happened in there what a cry. oh my <laughs> God. that's God. the part like, that's the part where she's like
4: all right what the fuck is
1: going I'm on done with this guy yeah you know by you the mean? way there's
4: not there's not a there's not a, there's not a, a, a chance i've ever like every time i pass a piano yeah. I wanna do that. I wanna oh, sure, I wanna just Literally. click those last two keys and be like, they hate this. I yeah. oh, it's a torture. <laughs>
1: uh and then yeah so that's all happening and then it's the it, oh yeah you know you don't seem like a scientist yeah usually they're pretty stiff you're more like a game show host okay, and that kind of like okay that host. kind of gets back in the moment let's go in the kitchen check it out he goes in there uh you know dana are these the eggs like the stupidest line <laughs> are these the <laughs> eggs yes these eggs that are there fried on the countertop are the eggs i was talking about and then she's so over him, right i'm like dr vinkman you've come all this way don't you want to check the fridge He finally opens it up like the fridge casserole dish the two different cokes uh sprays in there you know are you sure you're using it well i, I think so right so, Well, i'm sure there's no <laughs> animals in here great well either either uh i'm haunted or whatever or i'm completely nuts I don't think you're crazy. That makes me feel so much better. She fun. leaves and this is yeah, when you know Pete goes all the way, all the way ham on it, Nick of right of like, I see you. I see someone who has the same problem as me. <laughs> yeah, we you. Uh, you know, I come home, all I have is my work. Will you please leave? And this escalates, escalates. And eventually though, gives uh, Pete the uh uh kick in the ass, right? Of like, I know what I'll I do. I know what I'm gonna do. I'll prove I'll myself prove to you, my I'll self. solve your little problem, and then you'll think Pete Bankman's the guy who gets things done. I wonder if he I wonder what makes him tick. I wonder if he wants like, to know in what what makes me tick and then yeah he goes to get you know she pushes him out she's and then he does the like no kiss pushed out again which again incredibly fucking creepy don't fucking do creamy.
4: this yeah
1: but there's something creamy. about 1984 or whatever i don't know but in like bill murray as well whatever right but he gets pushed out he leaves this is where you know uh lewis tully gets locked out again we get that one thing if they if they would have let the scene play a little bit longer he walks by and goes to lewis she's like what a woman and keeps walking uh from there we jump back to uh the firehouse uh the it's nighttime the boys are eating Chinese food uh and you know he's like yeah he, it's a little bit of a recap right he's like I need to pull some petty cash and take her out to dinner we don't want to lose her as a client uh or to our first and only client uh and it raised like well this magnificent feast rep- represents the last of the petty cash uh if you are a uh, eventually as you know Ghostbusters uh, can't be separated from Greg Miller so just a heads up I want everybody to know if you watched the Greg way on Patreon a while back when somebody finally asked about my car and I was like oh no I bought that. That Mini Cooper I, I talked about on the kind of funny podcast I was going to make it into an Acto One. We were going to do all this stuff to it. We, I had this this entire scene shot for shot in my head of us <laughs> at the old studio desk eating Chinese food and being like, "This represents the blast of petty cash." And then have Joey do the the Annie Potts bit, right? Of like, we
5: got what? one. The
1: Ghostbusters. Yes, of course they're serious. You yeah. do. You have. Of course they're serious. Oh, they'll be totally discreet. We got one. <laughs> right. And just like, I like right now i'm getting chills just like and i, I love I'm it, we, through, do it, right? it day. But we got one we got one and like the fucking bus boys music kicks up which is the the name uh, of the who, the people who sing yeah. this song I also right? did some songs for 48 hours great so fucking good right and the guys come down the poles that you know a little bit overacting you know pete brings the chinese food they get in there the, we see the glimpse of the jumpsuit for the first time they throw it on you know the doors open it's the ecto-1 license plate the lights come up it comes out it tears out it goes fucking sound Another yeah, fun one, of yeah. course, yeah, yeah, the Ecto one, Siren's so good, of course, it, like, obviously, you have eyeballs and you've seen movies, so I don't think you're, you're probably as caught off guard as the 84 audience, right? That, of course, footage had to be sped up, yeah. like, obviously, that car tearing on, it's pretty obvious when you look at it, well, right? But, really like, Jason right?
4: because of the steam. If they had left the sure. steam out of it, it might have been less obvious, but when you sure. see steam the really 80s. quickly, yeah. You had to true. have a steam. Steampunk City.
1: Uh, Jason Reitman talked about it in uh, the, the IGN uh, Rewind Theater he was on for Ghostbusters Afterlife's trailer of, like, you know, they had to speed it up. They had to speed up the Ecto-1 uh, in post uh, for 84, but in our movie, we actually went in there and rebuilt the engine and did all this stuff so it could drift through the cornfields and do all that shit and be an actual that's practical cool. car, which I think is awesome. Really cool. um, car rips out of there. It runs over to the Sedgwick Hotel, pulls up out front. Siren's going off the guys get out they walk in hey anybody see a ghost now what again is like again this is such great thing we've recapped it i've talked about how i was gonna do my own car reveal this way and shit like that right like remember that like annie Potts' final line is just like oh yes they'll be totally discreet again like another thing that is like you catch and you hear it but like to see them for the first time in their outfit in their car with their siren with their lights like rolling up and being such an walking advertisement right for this thing of what's going on
4: Small hey, thing for was, me on this one but, from a production standpoint is I love that most of the stuff was filmed in New York, which is super cool because they're like running around the streets and you can see them and they all love New York, obviously Bill Murray, SNL. But I think this shot was LA, right? When they come in, so I think that hotel is actually in LA. A like,
1: lot um, if, and I'm not prepared to say all, but a lot of in, the interiors are all LA.
4: It's yeah. exterior stuff that's New York, interior stuff. Yeah, style. if you look out, if you've ever been to like E3 and like bummed around downtown LA, you look out, you can kind of see that some of the telltale signs that. I just always think that's cool how they like... I've seen this movie a thousand times, never even thought to look out for it. That's how- Dude, more, how
1: I, I don't know. How, you might know, Nick, because I know you're, you 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 know a lot about Ghostbusters too, but for the rest of the cast, remind me to tell- I mean, Not that I'll ever forget. I'm going to blow your mind later with a, a New York, LA thing that I think is one of the craziest things in this movie, but I digress. That's a little Easter egg for you. I'm sure I'll get there in about four hours. I- they come in. It's the hotel manager. You know he runs over there and he's like, "I hope this, we, we do this quickly and quietly." Well, actually, that's how he ends. Yes, sir. We do that all. We do this all the time and puts it on. That's when he gets a double take. Before then, you know the disturbance on the twelfth floor. Most of the old staff knows. Yada 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 yada. We handle this thing all the time. We got it they go to the elevator there's the fucking great line right like what are you supposed to be some kind of cosmonaut
5: (laughs) (laughs) No, Star Wars Terminator.
1: somebody saw a cockroach up on 12 must be some cockroach another one for you greg one of my favorite it will go down in history i'm I'm sure it's one of my most cherished kind of funny memories but when we did the ghostbusters world let's play where we all dressed up and wandered around san francisco playing when we were waiting at the light to like a few blocks away from our studio waiting at the light to cross the street to go over us we were standing there and again ghostbusters is like such a if you're in you're in thing we're standing there and some stranger walked up next to me and goes what are you supposed to be some kind of cosmonaut <laughs> i was like oh my god oh, this is
5: amazing, it. awesome
1: and then you know i'll get i'll get the next one the ghostbusters one. get on uh the elevator they ride up and again this is the scene we talked about earlier right of like you know it just, it just occurred to me we never really had a successful test of this stuff i blame myself i do too says pete to him right <gasps> all right well no it's not switch me on and yeah you got moves out of the way or whatever
2: such good acting right there too
1: Totally, right, yeah. Uh, they get out of the elevator, and I love again for this, the entire not the entirety, but for the long time here, right, like until Pete sees Slimer. I guess like you just watch Bill Murray; he never turns on his pack. Nope. He's just walking Casually. arms down, like he doesn't give a shit about this. Well, like, the you scene I mean? is
4: beautifully blocked, right? Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Dan Aykroyd exits first, and he's in like a he's in like a military combat yeah. stance, right. And then Harold Ramis kind of comes around checking the corner, and then Bill Murray just walks out dopey. Like, I like he does, it doesn't. I think matter. it's the other
1: way. I think it's, it, it's Dan comes out, Bill comes out, and then Bill comes, out, comes out. And on, then he turns yeah. it on. Like, Egon yeah. comes out and he's like turning his on for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, then
4: they blast the maid. Uh, oh, what
1: the I hell are you scene. doing? <laughs>
4: uh, and then just, again, sure. what this poor woman has like three lines in this movie, and it's the best line. It's just the perfect, and they want to talk about great editing, right? The sound effects, the silence. And then just this, the perfect amount of beats until, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. i We I'm thought you were somebody else. We thought you were someone else. And I, another one. So All right. Else. Successful test.
1: And then she oh, just yeah, like we should grab split it. up <laughs> kind of faster. Yeah.
4: We can do more She's damage just, that way. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I again, never caught before in the back. She's trying to yep. put out one of the fires with a fucking exactly. like Windex bottle. She has her Windex bottle. <laughs> She's spraying the fire out trying to put out.
3: Again, she just like, stays like, there like, the whole time. It's
4: terrifying. <laughs>
1: Uh, so the Ghostbusters break up, you know, Pete wanders around, uh, Egon wanders around with the PKE meter out. Eventually, you know, uh, he's, just heads down with it and walk, there's a guy trying to get into his room and he comes up, pushes the guy and realizes he's not a ghost and gets annoyed and walks away. Uh, but yeah, Ray with a cigarette hanging, it. well not hanging it right away, but it comes around the corner, right? And then the cigarette dips and sticks to his lip cause he sees Slimer there. Uh, disgusting blob feasting on a bunch of room service that's been left out. Um, yeah, you know, he, Vanquen? man uh, he's like, oh, I got to hold him myself or whatever. Uh, throws on the another and another, you know, one perfect shot kind of thing, right? Like he, the packs turn now but he turns on his uh, neutrono on, right? And then when he does, the the, the light on it like shines perfectly face. up into his face, so like cool. so well done, right? To show us as the audience, there's something else going on. With this. uh you know, blasts uh, at him, Slimer freaks out, takes I've, off. So, sorry,
0: what's up, Cub?
2: Oh, I was just gonna say uh, Miller is another moment that as a kid scared me. Slimer sitting there eating the food and it just falling through him, through him. Sure. I was like fuck what the hell like this movie's terrifying
0: we would see a similar scene later in a movie called Casper and that always that wow. fucked with me too when they'd eat and they, would, they would go through yeah. and also Casper canonically in the Ghostbusters universe uh, Ray appears in Casper and he comes out he's like I ain't dealing with this you're gonna have to call someone else who you Somebody Someone else, else. yeah, a formal the, mustache. Like, get out of here! That's yeah, a really bad mustache. Uh, I'm sure he was in some it.
1: other thing where he had the mustache, like uh, Henry Cavill and couldn't get rid of it.
0: But at some point, uh, the director uh said that that that's canon, that's, that's awesome. awesome.
1: I'll take it, yeah. Are we are we reviewing? Are we watching Casper and Ghostbusters? I don't know. I don't know. Devin,
4: we could probably get Devin to watch with us, yeah, probably. <laughs> That'd be fine. <funny. laughs>
1: Slimer takes off. Uh, the tray follows in his wake, smashes into the wall that vibrates because it's clearly not like a real wall. Uh, you know, there. Uh, you know, um, uh, that happens. Uh, then maybe here's where actually Egon was walking around. Uh, was one of the
4: only slow mo shots in the whole movie, too, right? Because it hits and then it, it cuts so. to a different angle, and you can see the wall really <laughs> yeah, that it's yeah, a yeah, flat because really, really yeah. it's smashing. But it's that music score too, that haunting like. Yeah, yeah. I just love it. I like that scene
1: uh then we eventually get back to pete who's wandering around arms at his side right and yeah eventually rounds the corner and there's slimer hyperventilating weight and he he does the whole you know comes down here and picks it up he's like come in ray come in ray Bankman, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. It's right here, Ray. It's looking at me. He's like an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. <laughs> Don't move. He won't hurt you and at this point. It's like, rah, comes at him, right? And again, imagine seeing this movie, and, and I know for some of you it is, but like imagine seeing it not knowing that he's going to be okay, right? Like one of the stakes in this universe. Uh, slams into him. We get the running, the panicky music, the twist and uh, turns of the hallway that always kind of remind me of the shining. And then we get there, and yeah, Pete Bankman's down, slime. He slimed me. That's great. Actual physical contact. Uh, calls down, calls down to oh, Egon. Calls up, right? He just went into a ballroom, he got slime. Great, sl- save some for me. <laughs> and uh, the, the boys go down there, right? Uh, I feel so funky. Uh, the boys go down there, uh, where again, hotel manager is like, if You and your staff will wait outside, we'll make sure we can wrap this up for you nice and quickly, or whatever. Uh, they go in there, they lock the door, and this is where, yeah, all hell breaks loose, right? Where oh, it's actually where you know, Egon gives uh, an actual plot point to the movie, right? Oh, there's something I forgot to tell you, don't cross the streams, uh, w- w- don't cross the stream. Why not? It would be bad i'm a little fuzzy on the whole good bad good. bad
5: <laughs> imagine
1: all life as you know it's stopping instantaneously and all, every molecule in your body exploding at the
4: speed of light all right that's bad thanks important safety tip egon important <laughs> safety tip i fuck, I hope that he just thought of that that is it. all right cool okay yeah important safety tip <laughs>
1: and so uh yeah now we get into the Slimer battle right where you know we see him uh he goes yeah yeah well actually when they came in right he was going around the chandelier which was just a green peanut they painted if i remember correctly from commentaries that they were doing a special yeah he hates the fucking uh shot if i remember correctly uh so uh they blast there the chandelier falls all hell breaks loose that took some you know he's going around he's drinking at the bar uh, you know, Ray, give me one high and outside. Ray, poof, Egon, poof, and then Egon just fucking destroys the bar. And I remember my dad laughing so hard, probably maybe the hardest I've ever seen my father laugh. Definitely as a kid. Of uh, uh, when, whoa, 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 nice shoot, text, Texas.
4: Egon's face is he's just blasting this entire thing to smithereens or whatever. Well, I love it. Was this before, or after they down the chandelier? And he goes, I'm sorry, that was my that was my fault. He goes, Don't worry about it. The table, the table broke his fault. That's 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 coming up now. I think I put <laughs> yeah. that earlier because of the peanut part.
1: But uh yeah, they blast the chandelier down. That was great. So that's going like, he's up there. <laughs> uh yeah, the table broke the fall. They throw the table outside, of, you know, obviously the hotel guests are getting there for their midnight buffet or whatever, which they put down there to try to make sense of why this is happening so late at night. Uh I'm sure mid- this mid- is mid- that. how I assure you the room will be ready promptly at time once your guests are here. What you got, Nick sir?
4: Oh, I just thought I always thought it was like a just an evening banquet thing they were doing.
1: They say something about midnight buffet on the oh, okay, thing, yeah. whatever. But again, like you know, whatever. It doesn't matter.
2: Uh, uh, I was just, I wanted to say real quick. This didn't scare me, but it always stressed me out how much they destroyed the place. Sure, oh, yeah. that's, I was the, like, come come on, that's guys. the whole point come of it. Right? Come on, the whole point like, of it is like it's, it's you can such you great – this.
4: Such classic editing, too, right? Inside yeah. chaos. Outside, the guy's just desperately trying to, like, it, and he, he has that line where he's though. like, he everything's going to be fine. Yeah. It, it, I'm sure you'll be ready when your guests arrive. And we cut back indoor, and that's when he's like, hey, give us help with this table, and they just fucking
3: roll the thing. And then <laughs> wait, get wait, wait, f-
1: I've always wanted to, want to do this. this. And the flowers, the flowers are, are still, still standing.
4: standing.
3: And now I have reference for that kind of funny print that we did uh of the photo that we took oh yeah
4: yeah that was the because i game. i had
3: no idea like where it was <laughs> and i knew we were in some ballroom when we took this photo and photoshopped us into the movie uh and now i understood it's a great scene <laughs> uh
1: so yeah you know uh they get a containment stream uh, stream on slimer they get the other ones, and when i do i start bringing them down this is the great line too of like fakeman, shorten your stream. i don't want my face burned off <gasps> maybe next time you won't slime a guy with a prosatone glider uh
3: is, uh, right. is greg gang very roboty? A little he, a little pixely for me. Hello, hello, uh, he, hello.
2: He's pixely, but his voice is totally normal oh, okay. on the recording. Version, I guess. Sorry about that, guys.
1: Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna open the trap. Don't look at the trap. I looked at the trap, Ray. Uh, they get him in there. He's in there. <laughs> you know, Pete Vangman kicks in and does it. Hey. Uh, this is the, uh, the doors throw open, though, and this is the big victory celebration for the Ghostbusters, right? Boom, doors open up. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass.
2: You saw what it? I was going to say, shout outs to the trap. Like, what a amazing design in every aspect the fact that it rolls out the fact that like you know that they, they it's a it's got like a weird foot pedal thing Oh, I always thought it was really so, cool. Cool. so cool. So yeah. cool, right? Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, what was it? You know, what you,
1: and you got the smoking trap. They explain what's going on. Another good one here of, like, all right, now, and, like, you know, again, they've never done this, so Vakeman's coming up on the fly with how much they actually charge to be Ghostbusters, right? right? And, yeah, uh, Egon's, you know, f- stretch. But we do have a special on proton charging and storage of the beast, and that only costs you one, $1, $5,000. I had no idea it would be that much. I won't pay it. Oh, that's fine. We can put it right back in there, can't we, no, Dr. No. Stan. Yes, we can Dr. Vanquet. No, no. And it cuts into the great. And that's when we roll into this Ghostbusters montage, right? That is just fucking so fucking
0: hype. Tim, is this hype as fuck? I mean, is it just I, me? Oh, I fucking love it. The, the, this is the blowjob part though, right? That's the yeah, one there thing is I'm a like, part in this. Yeah. I feel like that does not fit this movie, and it's fucking weird. It doesn't fit the world that they they built. Like they're they're hanging out with ghosts and like well,
4: so you No, know, he was dreaming about it.
1: Yeah. Well, like so in canon of what's happening here, the way they show it to you, Tim. Mm -hmm. is you're meant to believe that the ghostbusters are working so hard that they're sleeping at the fire station and that this is a dream uh, ray is having at one point now If you wanted to remove ourselves from canon, it's a deleted scene that Ray and Winston went up to this uh, upstate New York place that was haunted by this ghost that they see. Uh, And, you know, they have to stay there overnight in this, like, bed and breakfast thing that Ray's in the the outfit um, because uh, you know, they were, he was like, they were drinking, I think, if I remember correctly, or just hanging out or whatever, because it's like a historical bed and breakfast
4: or some shit like that. You You can can see there's a little stanchion, so it looks like he's on a set where there's a stanchion where they put it there and you can't go, you can't cross Um. that. Which yeah. I never caught until this last time. Like, so I, I always thought, oh, he's having a dream of being a ship captain or something, and he's on a ship. But there's actually like a little like it looks if you pull back and you look at the bottom right hand of the frame, and you can see that it's like
0: a museum. Yeah, just too, a- too many elements being added in in one thing where it's just like we. Didn't- oh, dude, no, you, I
4: 100 percent is- agree with you. Is it, you know.
1: You know exactly what happened. It's that they thought this ghost blowjob was hilarious, and mm-hmm. they're like, we've cut that scene? How do we fit it into the movie?" Totally. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, one here, where way. all this other real stuff's happening, right? Where they're on their national news, they're on talk radio. Chris Gasim's talking about them, right? Like they're getting bigger and bigger. And It's like, yeah, we'll Larry, it King?
3: Like, yeah. Larry King. King. Yeah, holy yeah. cow, that it just didn't. It, yeah, but in the it kind context of just of the throws point. you back to like how because Larry King has looked." He looked the same way for about 30 years, and this was, like, right before he'd looked that way for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fuck, it.
1: That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, oh, also, then if you just want trivia, of course, then, when uh, towards the end of the movie here, when they drive back and the containment unit's been blown up and Ray and Winston show up for the first time, like, what happened? That's them coming back from the
4: upstate New York job. Oh, that that's why sense. they're up that's there cool. doing
1: something why they're off on their own and like why he comes back looking at the metallurgy and all that i shit. do
4: i do respect that though there's multiple scenes of them running around and and then coming back and doing traps and stuff and they're slimed a lot which i thought was sure. interesting yeah. i never caught that in, in all the times i've watched before so they get into like some like there's more ectoplasm happening everywhere they go oh sure yeah that's you know something that's coming with the ghost right yeah and there's I, also like you know the idea that like
1: this is one of the few times i think you see them using like different gear setups where you know usually like you know i think harold ramus is always using the pke meter right ray is always in the ecto goggles you see that switched up a bit a few times in some of the shots here is like they're using other different stuff it's stupid little things that i like
2: um i wanted to say i really like the like old newspapers and magazine yeah. covers that they show but it's I mean, just the a Atl- cool throwback that's the,
4: that's the thing you talk about like the newer movies right how do people not know that ghosts were around where like they're in like the, they're on the cover of like the atlantic magazine and being like it's like, do, do you remember the headline? Fuck! It was like civil the new civil, like, the, yeah, about it's like the political rights. drama, and
1: it's like, right? do ghosts have civil rights?
4: because yeah. they're getting uh, and contained in jail. <laughs> like this is something that, uh, yeah, this was a cultural phenomenon in the in the movie world or in the world of this movie, rather. This was like a worldwide phenomenon that people sure. knew was happening in New York.
1: But well, you know, hey man, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see how Afterlife handles it because I agree with you, but then also would these kids modern kids know about something that happened 40 years ago in new york granted not. It, we're not talking about like the fucking mets having a great game we're talking right. about a fucking hundred foot marshmallow man walking in the street yeah, seems yeah, like yeah that would have come up but you know whatever whatever we'll see how we'll see how we'll they see. explain it in november hopefully if i can go to a theater one day um so yeah, it's a montage. They're successful. Dana's watching. She's enjoying it. The Ghostbusters are huge. They're not getting any sleep. They're super worn out, which of course leads us to the next scene, which is the introduction of Winston Zettimore, uh, who shows up with the one ad in the paper, comes in, uh, uh, Janine interviews him. goes through the whole thing, of the litany of like, Theory of Atlantis, you know, blah, blah, blah. If there's a steady cha- paycheck involved with it, I'll believe anything you believe say. Right, so. uh, Ray and Pete walk in exhausted with full traps, uh, and she's like, this is Winston Zetamore. He's here about the job. Beautiful. You're hired. You're name <laughs> <dance> Pete Pete <Venkman." laughs> Right? They're like, good enough. Like, Come on. We just need bodies right now. Welcome aboard. Gives them the traps. Uh, and then This will lead to the scene with the Twinkie and all that stuff, but we're not there yet. Instead, there's an interesting edit they put in here to get us back onto uh, Dana and Pete, uh, where uh, Dana is leaving uh, 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 her, she remember she's she plays the cello, right? She's leaving uh, 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 the performance, the practice. Yeah. Um And yeah. is she violin or is she piano? She's uh, cello, I think. Yeah, she's cello, right? Yeah, yeah,
4: oh, yeah. Piano,
1: yeah, cello. yeah I, definitely cello in the second one. I remember. And this you dude, see her sucks. restringing
4: the cello at one
3: point. You see her restringing her cello while she's yeah. You're, right, it, you're, it, right, you're it, right. You're
4: right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. This dude does suck.
3: This dude's an yeah. absolute square. And you know Great where he's, he's from. Andy. You know where he's from. It's gonna be a weird kind of thing. you probably won't remember. No. This guy, shockingly, no, Greg, uh, this guy is from the movie Black Sheep. He runs the campaign with Tommy Boy's brother or with uh, Chris Farley's brother. Yes, he's the asshole. He's the bad guy, right? Yeah, he's the one that's like, no, he's not the bad guy. He's just like, stop. Your brother's, like, fucking up your campaign. He's that guy. That's right. Very weird. That's funny
1: so pete Vinkman waits outside uh she comes over she's excited to talk to him he's here to update her on a case he'd like to do it over dinner she's like just give me some of it now right uh you know he has this thing that clearly ray wrote down for him he's never read <laughs> zool <laughs> talking about zool a minion of gozer who's gozer gozer was very big in samaria like
0: this is crazy because the movie goes insane at this point like They've kind of just played it super straight where it's like, yeah, there's ghosts here and, like, it doesn't really matter. They have all this weird tech that they don't really explain and it doesn't matter because they're just using it and, like, we don't need more context because it's there. This is the first time the movie starts being like, okay, we're going to – we need to start building some level yeah, of plot gotta, uh, of, like, what's actually going on. and It's,
4: it's so ridiculously outlandish, but it really works. Because yeah. I like, I like yeah, when he asks for – is this the scene where he's, like – he kind of shows her the word. She's like hit. Hites, hit- yeah. T- I, I, t- I, I, t- what t- is
1: that word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also uh, love, by
4: the way, uh, another touch in the scene that I that I always thought was so I don't know why I, I, I vibe with this, but I like that he's wearing his work outfit, but he's got a like an orange shirt over it. Like he was a little cold and he just threw it over. I just I always thought that was so cool and he was that he had the he had the, the jumpsuit underneath the jacket.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like, I gotta get that shirt because that's such a cool low low effort cosplay <laughs> just oh yeah having that orange thing with the, the pads on my shoulder and the thing is just throw it over my jumpsuit for when i don't want to be f- full geared up uh and then he, that great thing like again another bill murray improv ride of walking away in that wide shot and the roller skater who's in a very similar thing is spinning and he just spins like him i love that stupid shit um anyways yeah they set up that they're gonna have dinner and he, you know i'll bring the rollins guy we can eat and read i'm sorry i didn't get to meet you sir you're looking much better You're not, you're better. very pale still very pale <laughs>
4: fucking josh McCuga here uh well, i love i love the guy's like the guy's like clearly who's that, who's that right he's like yeah. you know who is this guy trying to like, what's what's he is he making moves on this person that i'm clearly interested in and, and she's like no nah, nah, he's just a friend and then he just totally blows up the spot it's like yeah, i'll yeah, see yeah, you on one way. thursday Yee. it's already gonna be either just they nice little love flex team. from bill murray
1: on that one totally totally uh we go back now to the firehouse uh this is where we get to tim's point right we're gonna get an explanation now of how all this shit works right uh it's winston's Arguably, probably first day. This is probably all filmed right when he went downstairs because I think Pete's still upstairs. Doesn't matter. Uh, about how the containment unit works. Put it in here. You know, lights green. Trap is clean. Beast is stored here in our custom age storage facility. Um, Back upstairs, uh, Walter Peck shows up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Janine has a funny thing Fuck with uh, Bill Murray before then, right? i just like, yeah, I'll, there's a guy from the EPA in your office. What's he want? EPA, what's he want? I don't know. All I know is that you ha- promised to fi- hire more help and you haven't. Janine, someone with your skill set would have no trouble finding a top flight job in either the hotel services or food industry. I've quit better jobs than this. Ghostbusters, better. what do you want? Uh, we go in there and, yes, meet, meet, meet Walter Peck, who, of course, from, again, you want to talk about being a dick. And again, understated performance, right? Even after being corrected that it's Dr. Bankman, we'll throughout the rest of the movie call him Mr. Bankman just to piss him off, mm-hmm. right? So it is this whole thing. But let's so actually- talk about
0: I this guy here I got for you. Yeah. After this film, William Atherton became reviled. People would try to fight him in bars. One day, <laughs> shortly after the film's release, Atherton was walking down a stretch of 7th Avenue in New York City, entirely crowded with school buses, when he heard lots of children shouting at the top of their lungs Hey, Dickless. That's. So good.
4: (laughs) He didn't do himself any favors because I mean, obviously, I think he loved playing this part, and I think he loved. He knew he was this character going for. He was basically this character in every movie, but he played this character in Ghostbusters, in Real Genius, he was the principal, same character though. And then, of course, most famously, he was another exact character in Die Hard. He was the asshole newscaster, and it's just it just cemented that William Atherton was the antagonist to whoever the hero was going to be in any eighties movie. If you would
1: like a crossover with another interview series we have done, uh, the one and only Michael Rooker almost didn't have his job in Mallrats because they wanted to give uh, William Atherton that mm. role as Brandy Svenning's father. Oh, that right? would have worked. But would the would problem work. was is that William Atherton was like, uh, I don't want to be the comedic bad guy anymore. And they were like, oh, okay, no harm, no foul. And then he went and he was in Biodome as the comedic bad guy. Oh, <laughs> and they were right, like, what Biodome. The fuck? I forgot about
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Why uh, do not you do our movie? You'll do Biodome? <laughs> Another fact I got about William Atherton is uh, in 2010, he was doing a show at the AV club and he was talking about the shaving cream scene like towards the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the melted marshmallow was extremely heavy. We had the eighth grade science science test. I went under the bag and I asked how much shaving cream is in there and they said not that much. So I said, well, how much does it weigh? Yeah, it's about 75 pounds, but it's shaving cream. You know, the whole thing about 75 pounds of feathers and 75 pounds of lead. They're the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wait wait so, so can we figure out what's going to happen with this so they put some poor stunt guy underneath to show the sissy actor okay nothing's gonna happen so they unleash it and it flattened him yeah <laughs> so that's... they
4: took out half the shavy cream then I went out and I dealt with it <laughs> that's awesome that's hilarious yeah somebody yeah. Adopting, dropping 75 pounds of anything on your shoulders is gonna put you on the mat dude
2: yeah but you gotta imagine like only part of it's hitting you it would be fine it would just take the 75 pounds it's an experience
4: Jesus. oh brutal
2: one second, Phil.
1: I gotta move some. Uh,
4: where let's we Let's fast
3: forward to the end. We yeah.
4: got something to do. <laughs> I can. Keep, I can keep going. With the plot. I think. Uh, wait. Where, where? What was the last? Oh, so EPA. Uh, they have the scene where they go downstairs, and he's like, he's like, Sorry. I'd like to see your containment. And he goes, Well, you didn't say the magic words. And he's like, What are the magic what words? What is the magic words, Mr. Van? see your containment unit. And he goes. Why do you want to say, well, I'm just curious is what's, and obviously, we're it, yada, yada. it's funny,
3: this sequence, like, obviously, that they're grounding this somewhat in, in the real world. They're trying to make this as believable as possible, um, because very quickly, people just kind of a, agree that, yes, ghosts exist, and they are haunting and stuff like that, and I love that I hadn't even thought of like the repercussions of being like, and where are you storing these ghosts? Well that's what's and being that's like, what's so Oh fuck. Yeah. That's kind of like in the real world, that's a dangerous thing. I don't know. It's a good I, question. I love
4: that too, right? And it's 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 such a we
3: just did a startup. Oh
4: God, we have to have this. Like yeah, we didn't even yep. think about this. Like insurance. <laughs> uh, it's still real. Yeah, it's so funny. It's 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 it hits home.
1: So yeah, we have the whole escalation here with uh Walter Peck, right? And he won't show him down there and he's like, Well, I'll come back with the warrant. You come back with the warrant, I'll get I'll sue your ass for wrongful prosecution. You can have it your way, Mr. Hankman. Uh and so you know, he gets thrown out of there. We go back downstairs where we get the famous Twinkie scene, right? Uh where it's uh Ray, Winston, and Egon all having a cigarette right around the containment unit and all the high voltage shit, just chilling out being bros, right? Dude, uh, he like lights Winston's cigarette too, which is great. It's like like, Oh yeah, let's have cigarettes. And so yeah, it's the whole thing of like you know uh, if this normal size Twinkie is what normal is for spiritual energy in New York the Twinkie from today would be you know whatever it is 36 feet long and approximately 600 pounds or whatever the fuck it is that's a big Twinkie a big Twinkie Twinkie. uh you know uh comes down he's like I just had a visit from a a visit from the EPA uh how's the grid holding up not well tell him about the Twinkie what about what the Twinkie? <laughs> uh and then yeah this is for me watching last night where i was like we jump back and we we're going back to dana's apartment and i was like oh fuck we're hauling i forget how fast this movie mm-hmm. can move right or whatever where it's like we're getting the crazy lightning upstairs the purple lightning around uh the building here uh we get the terror dogs toes breaking through right and then it's uh dana walking back to her apartment lewis stopping her because he's having his party right you're
2: missing a killer a classic party classic party <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. i love it like for the two seconds that she's walking right in front of his door she's like trying, trying to, to, to tip out he's like yeah. sitting there
1: like waiting for it you've all had that neighbor right that's gonna fucking. you i don't want to see this person fuck they there uh she breaks the news of course that she made a date and he has that really genuine like you made a date and then he's like all right you can bring him she's like all right we'll try to stop by great i'll tell everybody he goes can't get it. somebody let me in uh dana goes into her apartment uh she's coming back from workout she's trying to get ready for her date with venkman uh the phone rings it's her mother and it's like i've never heard a more like uh spot on like call with your parents when you're in a hurry like yeah i won't i will mom i have to, <laughs> like, I have to go i have a date <laughs> yeah uh no no one you know he's a ghostbuster those guys on TV. Those guys right? on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, like, you know, I'm not this guy or whatever. But like in terms of I think, you know, Ghostbusters for the most part is a lot of wides, is a lot of stand the mm-hmm. camera is planted. I really do love while they're doing this, they do a great spin around her where mm-hmm. she's having the conversation, the camera spins, and it ends like, all right, bye. but Love to dad. Bye. And hangs up and she has that. Whew, and, like, you see the kitchen door there with the light around it, right? And then she does that, like, slow look, and you see the hand coming through it and twisting so on it, Oh, fuck. Or shit, whatever. And then poof, the hand comes up, grabs her, slams her down, another hand up here, slams her. The, Kevin, I will give you this one scared me as a kid. This I'm one of, like, the monster coming up and grabbing her and then pulling her in there, the door slamming shut, and us being like, well, what the fuck just happened in there, right? Yeah.
2: Um, Because they couldn't it, touch you before this. You know what I mean? They yeah, exactly. They like, they done a great
1: job of establishing ghosts not being scared or not being able to hurt you, right? They, they could slime you. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, now we go upstairs. We see the terror dogs are gone from the thing. Uh... We stay here we stay here we stay here we go down back to uh, uh the lewis Tully uh a part, a party a party right, right? Yeah. where he's going around saying everybody hi to everybody do you have the do you have aspirin i got the acetic it's the generic i can get 600 tablets for the price of the three uh <laughs> this that is the salmon from nova scotia i got about you know 14 after taxes that's why i've invited clients instead of friends i'm throwing this whole thing as a promotional expense <laughs> goes around that one woman wants to leave he's like let's dance he started dance for two seconds the doorbell rings Ted and Ned everybody this is Ted and Ned Fleming. And Ted's got a small receivership and then that's drawing a salary from a t- deferred bonus it's like walking in and having all your financial shit done or whatever they give him his coats. I'm sorry Nick you want to jump on
4: I was gonna say I'm just I'm rewatching watching this scene right now because I didn't want to mistake about this This is all one shot yeah it's so it's so well done. And and it's just again to talk about like you talk about a lot of wides. Yeah. A lot of the reason why 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 you see a lot of comedies like cutting into close-ups is so that you can cut the comedy for the mm-hmm. edit because you don't necessarily maybe the actors not giving the performance or you need to re-retime them and stuff like this. But this movie is amazing to just have a lot of these just be mediums and wide shots and just let Rick Moranis walk around and it. do his fucking thing and put it's his thing down. So and this good. is
2: awesome. Yeah. No, I mean the whole thing. Like he's selling it as like, oh, it's an expense thing. Like I got yeah. I, that's why I'm, I book clients, not friends. It's like, ah, oh, he nailed this role. You nailed this character, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Even though you do not your own taxes, I remember he tells Dana that right when he even though you do your own taxes, which you did not do, uh, do. He throws the things in there. There's a terror dog in the bed that he doesn't see. The stuff goes over,
4: shuts the door. Anybody want to play part cheesy? There's the growl. Oh, okay, no. who brought the dog? You gloss past. <laughs> you gloss past the I best. Passed. That's rick okay. miranda's moment where she's like lewis i'm leaving and he goes no 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 no, no. maybe if you start we start dancing everyone will start dancing she goes okay okay <laughs> and he just gets into it too yeah, yeah,
1: yeah uh terror dog explodes busts through the table everybody's freaked out and done it lewis is freaking out uh he runs out into the hallway runs to the elevator hits the door Terror dog bursts through his door. The old lady comes out for two seconds. Oh, and shuts the door. <laughs> uh, he comes down, and now here's where the, we'll do the Easter egg. All right. He comes down, he runs out. Somebody has this bear. This is my apartment. How? He runs, he hops over the thing, runs into Central Park. Uh, we cut back to the doorman and the guys there, the doorman and the guy's there. A bear in his apartment? And then he gets knocked down as the terror dog runs out, right? Remember that doorman. That's what I'll say right now. Remember that doormat, okay. right?
5: Okay.
1: I'm uh, right now. That uh, we explode over. And, you know, it's him running through the thing. I'm bringing this bring this up at the next tenor, tenants meeting. There's not supposed to be, uh, you know, pets in the apartment. Um, runs to the tavern on the green, like we've talked about. He bangs. somebody oh, somebody uh, got it. you can't get in any of the doors, right? And he runs the glass. Finally, bangs. Somebody let me in. Uh, nobody helps him, or whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, the terror dog. Nice pooch. Maybe I got a milk bone. Uh, and then blah, and he puts himself to the glass and slides down. Everybody stops to look, then goes back to eating, just totally like, whatever. Fuck this guy. You God I mean? He's New York not good enough to be on Tavern on the Green. Why would I? Why, why would I care about him? Um, from then we go back to the apartment, right? Uh, it, or the building. It's uh, Pete Venkman walking up with flowers and walking into the building. One of my favorite Ghostbuster stories, of course, as we talk about sets and things like that, right? Is they tried to film as much as they could in New York, obviously ex- externally. When Lewis runs out of the apartment and the doorman gets knocked down, that is in New York. When they come back with Pete Venkman, the doors are blown apart because of the terror dog. That's a set in L.A. or whatever. Mm. They the doorman is not the same doorman, but they were able to cast a dude that looks almost exactly like the fucking doorman. Like it's ridiculous to me that there's this dude there that like is, yeah. like you look at it you can see it but like you who's watching the fucking doorman like I only yeah. really know it from commentary tracks or whatever that like that's what happened uh, I think it's stupid or whatever what that's happened fun. some dude. moron brought a cougar to a party the thing went <laughs> berserk cougar see, I like
4: how the story evolved from a bear to a cougar, right <laughs> yeah. I brought a cougar to a party the thing went moron berserk a cougar to a party because a cougar is just believable enough that someone could bring a cougar up to a party in New York stupid idiots yeah Uh...
1: Anybody else got something? Sorry, I thought somebody else said something. Mm-mm. No, okay. Uh, so Pete goes on up, and it's the uh, you know there the chaos in Dana's hallway. Walks down, knocks on the door. Uh, the door opens, and it's this dreamy music or whatever. And Dana now in full Zool Zool apparel. Right, she's been possessed. Uh, are you the Keymaster? No slams the door in his face <laughs> knocks again are you the key master yes i'm one of his friends i'm his friend he told me to meet me here i'm zoo and then we get into the whole thing right of i'm Zula, right? what do we have to today zuli preparing for the coming of gozer and we go through the whole thing right and again another i think a great performance from uh, sigourney weaver right obviously is she gets to totally go wild in this movie where she's been a very the straight person right of just like whatever i'm up i'm up for here here's where she gets to ride around and again like you want to talk about like a movie not made for kids, but like kids would never know. Cause again, if the comedy is what they're doing is all, you know, uh, dialogue based when she's like, you know, I want you inside me. Why would I ever think anything about that? Right. Like, oh, it sounds like it's, you already got one. Two, you already have too many <laughs> people in there. Right. Take me now, sub creature, like all these fucking things that are, you know, I make it a
4: rule never to get involved with possessed people. And she was like, oh, i more than a guideline than a rule. Yeah. and like, and she's like, she pulls him down. Right. And I forget what she says to him, but it's the mo- it's the moment he breaks and he goes, OK, no, no, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, All right. No, 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 I can't do this. I'm yeah,
3: really yeah. glad that that's the direction they chose to take with it, because I could have sworn Bill Murray was going to be all about it. I thought he was going to be the fool that fell for it and wasn't was just like not aware. And like, obviously, like she's possessed, but he just kind of like chose to ignore either chose to ignore it or.
2: I mean, she was sure. just like too kind of to overwhelmed by
3: all of it. Yeah. And I just love the way he played all of this. It was so I also good.
4: love that you see yeah. him when it cuts back to him in the later scene, checking her pulse. And, and like, he's actually has some level of knowledge of science. Oh yeah. Like, oh okay.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he had the, he knocked her up with, or knocked her up. He doped her up with a Thorazine or whatever right. it was. To knock her she's out. like, she's knocked out
4: with like 200, of 300 yeah. CCs. Of whatever. Which I thought uh, was actually kind of nice. Such like, Oh, he is competent. He just chooses not to be because right. he, he's he likes the shortcuts.
2: It's another moment as a kid that freaked me out all of this that was very intense two-phase. No yeah, the levitating, but also me. like her like trying to fuck him that was I remember, <laughs> being like she's possessed and that's not that this seems wrong.
1: And so yeah, that's the whole thing. We've kind of touched on all the elements of here, right? Of like, yeah, she she does the whole uh levitating, rotating, <laughs> like when she's she roars at him or whatever, right? And like, there is no Dana, only Zool. Oh, you <laughs> old nutball. <laughs> that's so good.
0: Um,
1: uh, well, yeah, <laughs> and that's the cut. Oh, we cut, and then it's uh, Lewis Tully now, uh, Vince Clothor, uh, the uh, the keymaster. Uh, I did not say Vince and no, i still can't say it right but you know what i'm, I'm saying uh he's vince uh they're running out there and uh, uh oh yeah he's running around uh asking everybody if they're the gatekeeper he's the key master right and so eventually he runs up to the horse <laughs> and says, are you are you i'm the key master are you the gatekeeper and he, the guy the the guy who drives the horse like hey buddy he just he pulls the cart i make the deals and he does the red eye growl thing at him. Uh wait for the sign, then all prisoners will be released. You will perish in Flames, you will perish and he fucking kicks over the ladies the homeless ladies' cans. What an asshole. <laughs>
2: he's so good in this role. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> even uh, like even possessed, he's still an idiot, you know? Yeah uh so then
1: uh from there it's the cops have picked up vince or or, in they're gonna bring him over to uh uh, vince 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 uh uh, they're gonna bring him over to the ghostbusters uh you know knocks on the door janine opens it picking up or dropping off (laughs) dropping off (laughs) you know i I don't want to send him to bellevue and i don't want to put him in lockup and i know you guys are into this kind of thing egon uh pke sweeps him it goes it buries the needle goes off the chart or whatever um so you better bring them in uh they bring them up this is when we get the cool throwback to the dana thing right where we see the tv where they have the headset on uh vins or whatever and uh, we go over there and it's the terror dog on the screen it's not uh like when sigourney weaver got tested earlier it was her on the screen uh this time it's the terror dog and its head moving in the same rhythm uh doing the same motions uh uh lewis tully's doing that's super cool awesome uh you know egon keeps talking to him you know yeah, i'm vince clothor blah, blah blah he says he says he's lewis tully central park west uh you know, we own more like the you know they'll choose the form of the destructor. You know, many floors know or many whatever know what it was like to be ro- roasted in the s- belly of a floor that day. I can tell you. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so he keeps going on, and eventually, yeah, you know, genie's, genie's like Egon, can I talk to you? uh And he's like, I've, there's something again understated. There's something very strange about this man. And Egon looks out of his eye like, oh, yeah, yeah, no <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've picked up on that. But genie's like, you know, I'm usually very psychic about this kind of thing, and I got a horrible feeling you're gonna die phone rings uh vince freaks out they grab it answer it i'm gonna keep calling it vince uh grabs it brings it over and you know it's it's pete this is the conversation we're talking about earlier right i think we get get her a guest a guest spot in wild kingdom um you know I, she says she's the gatekeeper does that mean anything to you uh yeah and maybe i
4: just met the key master uh and, and this is when uh, louis tell is drinking the water well, that was before the, she's like she's like do you want some coffee and he's like do i he's like yes, yes have some yes, yes have some, <laughs> some weird as shit and he's like well and so pete's like we got to get these two together and egon's
1: like i think that'd be extraordinarily bad, bad. uh and he's like all right cool then i'm gonna head over there in a little bit and i'll see you blah, blah, blah. uh and this is the thing yeah where he checks her pulse but then he kisses her like on the hand and then maybe on the collarbone the... it's like all oh, right and it's like again I, for the time it's like totally that thing of like it's bill murray and also it's a foregone conclusion these two are going to end up together because that's what every fucking movie does but it's like now you're like oh god like what? that a wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't work that no. wouldn't the tonight uh from here though we get the scene I was talking about earlier. Uh it's Winston and Ray driving back from the thing that didn't happen, and Ray's pouring over the plans for the building, right? And uh th- we'll get into this in the cop thing a little bit, but he's basically going over the fact that, hey, dude, this fucking building's super weird. Nobody made it like this. Uh, and then, you know, uh Winston asks, Do you believe in God? And Ray's like, never met the guy, but I do remember Revelations, you know, judgment day pitches the whole thing. And uh in the in in Winston's like, Yeah, I love God's style, and Ray's like well, every you know, every uh, 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 religion has.
4: Oh, sorry, Nick, I didn't see your hand up. Well, I was going to say they just. I think I, if now he's talking about the metal, and he's like, "This is the kind of stuff they use to like search for deep, po- like pulse. I thought that was in the I thought, I thought that was the exposition we get in the, the police. It might, it right. might be that. Yeah, it might. Be yeah. That, it might
1: be. Uh, but it doesn't matter either way. We know where we're going. Uh, every ancient religion has its own myth about the end of the world, and and uh, uh, Ernie Hudson uh, Winston scoffs and is like, "Myth? Did you ever think that?" The reason we're so busy right now and there's so many ghosts is that the dead are rising from the grave and that this is judgment day and it's like a great thing of ray like all right let's listen to uh uh the radio right good idea and this is when we get the one shot of the ecto one with the uh, uh, twin towers the bridge. as they go across the bridge uh it's early morning uh as they're coming home from this late night thing uh this is when epa shows up with the cops and con ed uh to cut the power and everything else to so they walk in. Uh, Janine stops them right and is like, "I've I've seen TV. You can't come in here without a warrant or a writ or a search warrant." Or something. And she he's like, he has like the list of all the things: cease and desist, all commerce, ban of public utilities. and another one of those like, "Ah, fuck! You got to. <laughs> you actually know what you're talking about." uh they go downstairs uh egon's down there with lewis uh they start you know telling him to shut all this shit off and he's like we won't be held responsible you will be held responsible blah blah, blah. uh Vinkman shows up he comes down at his officer he tries to de-escalate but he can't because obviously peck already hates him and so it's this whole thing and uh you know the guy's like uh the con ed guy's like uh you know i've never seen something like this i don't care what you've seen before uh Vinkman touches the cop and the cops like don't touch me and then peck's like you can shoot him if you do that you do your job pencil neck don't tell me how to do mine it's like damn this oh, is escalating quickly for this cop doesn't get yeah. right here. On, yeah. uh but yeah they you know eventually the guy goes over there to turn it off egon does the great like like when he walks away from yeah him, like, this is we really cool to touch out of here you know what i mean and the dude By
4: throws way, the they, switch oh, sorry, they, I never noticed it before but they fucking nobody gives a shit about Lewis Tully they just oh, no. leave him and he's standing next to the thing with the Con Ed guy
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah totally totally uh so the dude turns it off right and then yeah all hell starts breaking loose. and the red lights flashing the bricks start going uh, uh Lewis Tully Vins is like super into it uh you know we have been getting we get a shot of Dana Barrett uh, as Zool, obviously sitting there hyperventilating in bed like we left her and then her eyes snap open when the top of the fire station blows off and the crazy energy shoots out everybody runs out there's shit falling uh all hell is breaking loose right uh we see the ghosts or the spirits or the energy all shoot out uh there's a the great thing of you know everybody's there's smoke and there's this and there's that and ecto one rolls up and uh ray and winston get out and they're like fuck and then vince has like or vince has a lewis has that great line right of like it's this. This is it. This is the sign. And Andy Foss is like, yeah, it's a sign. All right. Going out Going of business. Out of
5: business.
1: <laughs> and so this is when he's able to slip off uh, Lewis Tully, right? Uh, the Ghostbusters reunite all four of them. What happened? Uh, you know, they turned off the protection grid. That's bad, right? And Ray's <laughs> like, yeah, that's bad. Uh, then they do the thing of like, wait, where's, where's the where's the key master? The key master. They all panic trying to find him. They run to the cops and Peck. And Peck's like, you know, I want you to arrest these men. They're in violent criminal violence violation of the environmental protection oh. and then and you know this is this explosion is a direct uh, direct result of it your mother and then we get the you know cut off is that that's all fun and it's all the
4: please please, please, please believe stop stop. I love and we see that obviously in the, in the afterlife trailer right this is where we get the wisps yeah that cool effect of all the ghosts just launching and being and going all over New York and then of course it cuts over to that shot like Dana wakes up right like yeah she, and then I what I think is the coolest shot in the whole fucking movie as she slowly walks over to the window to look outside and sees all the ghosts and then it's that slow-mo shot of it just exploding Whoa. outward and I don't know how the hell they got this I, mean, I don't know how many takes I must take but the, the dust clears and it's like blowing and it's just as it clears you see her peering laser right through it so good. And it's so rad
1: and this is the montage you yeah, have. You know, the subway ghost, the taxi ghost, Slimer with the hot dogs. Like, you know, this is uh, all the ghosts are back in New York. New York's in, under siege. Uh, we get Louis Tully walking around staring at the sky the whole time, right? Because he's following the ghosts, theoretically. Uh, it's chaos. So. It is
4: chaos. Dogs is and chaos. cats living together mass hysteria
1: uh from there we go to the police station uh the ghostbusters are in lockup alongside all the other deviants of new york
0: right but they let the ghostbusters keep all their plans for this building yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah, yeah this scene is weird the them being uh, arrested it's like they're really are just allowed to like <laughs> make this plan just in front of everybody but all right
1: you know what whatever maybe the cops I mean, it's carl winslow right it's it's uh yeah it's a
0: reginald vall johnson
1: which yeah exactly is in this uh, and so, uh, whether it's the diehard universe or whether it's uh, the Family Matters universe, we'll never know.
5: Uh,
1: but yeah, they go over the things here, right? And they're going back over. The, this is what you're talking about. like. Uh, You know the metallurgy of this and like uh, it's it's for finding you know sonar in deep space or whatever and like basically this is meant to be like to attract all spiritual energy to this one thing and there's it's obviously way funnier better presented here because it is the whole like ray for a second pretend i don't know anything about metallurgy engineering quantum physics what is going on you never studied And this is where they lay it out, of course, right? Uh, that this is this antenna. This is the thing. She lives in Spook Central. Uh, there's the thing, of, like, my, your girlfriend. She's not my girlfriend. You know, I just find her fascinating because she sleeps above the covers. Four feet above the covers. She barks, she jewels. Uh, and this is where they lay out things that'll all be very important for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And we're important for Ghostbusters, the video game, well, as you play. But we hear about Evo Shandor, right? Uh, the architect of this building, but also a doctor who performed a lot of unnecessary surgeries. Uh, he was a big gozer worshiper. Uh, he had a secret cult of Gozer worshippers after uh World War One was it? After World War uh he, you know, he decided that uh society was too sick to be uh, allowed to survive, that it was filled with deviance and this is when they're like look around like, oh, we're in jail with all these people who are, you know, people that are like exactly what he's talking about. Um, so he built this thing, uh, you know. Made the top of it. They would do rituals meant to bring about the end of the world. And now it looks like it actually might happen. So be good, for goodness'
5: sake! Whoa,
1: Whoa, somebody's coming! And Bill Murray doing his
4: like lounge singing from SNL, right, as he walks around talking yeah. to everybody and like. Uh, the, I like the, I like cause everyone's everyone starts because Dan is so good at this everyone starts to creep in bill moore's like you got that Every, <laughs> up
1: so far, whatever says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: and uh yeah so this
1: is you know uh winston's like are we really supposed to go in front of a federal judge and say that some moldy babylonian god is coming back to, to destroy new york Sumerian, b- big difference i gotta get my own lawyer and this is when the mayor no, uh, yeah don't take it. no offense guys but i'm gonna get my own lawyer <laughs> yeah uh this is when uh uh reginald l johnson shows up and says ghostbusters mayor wants to talk to you all right i have to go the mayor wants to rap with me uh so they leave to go talk to the mayor uh from here we go back to the apartment building uh all hell's breaking loose uh, there's been an explosion up top yeah all hell's breaking loose they're freaking out on the ground um Keymaster and gatekeeper get together. Uh, Lewis Tully walks on in there. Uh, are you the, are you, I'm the keymaster, you're the gatekeeper, whatever they say. Uh, and then she, you know, uh, Dana being Dom in this relationship, grabs them, makes out with them, or like, does like the sweeping dip, make out. Then they walk to a staircase that is behind the fridge. Like, you know, why was the fridge important? It was important because this is the way to get to the sacrificial, um, you know, uh,
0: secret part where they do the ritual or whatever. Well, cool, go up there. That design. I love the production design of all this stuff, like the way that the stairs look, and just like even the way they talk about it, of just like, yeah, let's let's go up these fucking stairs. It's like, where are I these thought stairs? It was really, <laughs> really cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, before
2: that though, yeah, we go back to the mayor's office where uh, you know the Ghostbusters are. Wait, real quick, yeah, please. That wide shot of like it blown, blown the Dana's apartment blown up. Yeah, and like it looks so cool to have that giant missing chunk of the wall. The also like when he opens the door and her laying there, it's just. So freaky. That's- yeah. Um, so now we're in the mayor's office. Uh, it's you
1: know DEFCON four, if that's high. Uh, and they're over there doing. I, Kevin, what is it? DEFCON one's the worst, or DEFCON five's the worst? Mm. Thanks, Kevin. Uh Everybody's freaking <laughs> out. They got maps. They got like the you got the little like epicenter from the firehouse going out and talking about all the shit. And they're all freaking out. Uh, Ghostbusters here. All right, Ghostbusters. They come in. Where's the, Where's Peck? Uh, I'm Walter Peck, and I'm prepared to make it. And they start doing the bickering, you know, and the whole thing. And this is the. You know the whole thing of like everything was fine until a Dickless here shut off our production grid. It turns, is this true? It is. This man has
0: no dick. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I heard. <laughs> uh, I honestly, to me, funniest fucking part of the movie. Like that it, hit yeah, me then so delivery hard. Delivery
2: was so good on that. Yeah. And uh, so also, it's this idea of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I looked into it. Defcon one is the worst. Uh, right? Critical. Okay. Defcon five low. Okay. Oh, great.
3: so it's opposite of hurricanes. Opposite. What think?
1: Rock me like a Defcon one and tornado. Um, yeah uh so yeah they're there now and they're having their conversation figuring out oh peck's whole thing is like these are these men are consummate so- snowball artists you know they use sense and nerve inhibiting gas to make you think you're seeing then they show up with a fake electronic light show and then the fireman's like what i know is that nothing i saw there was a you know a light show i've seen every form of combustion known to man that was no light show uh the one guy is like the walls the, the walls in the 53rd precinct were bleeding <laughs> like how do you explain that um and so then finally in the middle of all this bickering uh his eminence like the bishop or cardinal or whatever shows up mike mike shows up right and there's a moment of like uh the mayor kisses his hand and he's like lenny how are you mike and he slaps some more i'm in mean, a real jam here or whatever and like you know mike the church won't take a stance i think it's a sign from god but don't quote me on that that's good good advice mike <laughs> whatever Bakeman says in this,
4: in, you know. i know he i like they calls him mike it's good advice mike totally
1: right. <laughs> And so, you know, Mayor eventually is like, so, you know, know, like, what's going on there? Like, you know, it's going to be real wrath of God stuff, you know, Old Testament stuff. And this is the whole thing. 40 years of darkness. You know, uh, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. He's like, I'm not going to call a press conference, tell everybody to pray, you know, and they go go around the bend on this. And he's like, you know, so what what do you want? You know, what do you want from what do you want from me? Or what do you or not? That's the end of this or whatever. Right. But he's like. So uh, you, you know uh, you know uh, we, uh, we... it's the whole thing it's the great line right of, like, oh, go, what if you're wrong <laughs> if you're wrong nothing happens i was trying to get to that thinking that was <laughs> if i'm wrong if we're wrong nothing happens we go to jail peacefully quietly we'll enjoy it but if i'm right lenny you will save the lives of millions of registered voters. Great Lenny, line, yeah, so good, dude. And like, like, I can't believe you're actually thinking about listening to this man. Get him out of here. <gasps> I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a nice fruit basket. Excuse a bankman, I'll fix you. Then the guy, the mayor goes. So, what do you need from me? cut to the National Guard, all the police, right, Uh, in this, like, uh, parade receiving line for the Ghostbusters as we go all the way back to find the Ecto-1 and uh, Bill Murray lean out and go, all right, let's run some red lights. (laughs) Um, So now it's back to... uh, Well, now it's... Like the National Guard. Saving the day. Saving the day.
4: I like that uh, people talk about this and they talk about this specific scene of being like... Like at the time, you know, like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd were freaking huge in, in, in New York because of SNL. And this was like their town and like people were coming out as extras that were like, because all these extras were like p- people, right? Like we're actually watching watching them film and Ivan Reitman's like, fuck it, just you're in. Like we need some of <laughs> you guys for this stuff. And so they were just like, that. They, they talk about the energy on set when they would come back to New York and film there and how these guys sure. were like local heroes. It was super cool.
3: Every well, time w- you've ever sang that song and done the, I always think you're doing Thriller by Michael Jackson.
4: It sounds very, very similar. Yeah. Dun,
3: dun, well, dun, dun, I want to sing
4: it tonight.
0: Right. revelation, man. Like, I was saying this on a show a couple days ago, but like this this moment of that song in this movie, I'm like, I, I, they nailed it. Greg and Nick. The, 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 job, Nick. They got the sounds right. Job, and when, Once it started playing, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is the scene. And it's a dope-ass scene.
1: You can feel that energy you're talking about, though, right? It's a great like, scene when 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 they get out. So the actor one rolls up, right? And when Bill Murray gets out and he is shaking hands and stuff, he's he's Bill Murray in that yeah, scene. Oh, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so great about it. This and, is also and, and also Jeremy an extra in all of this. Yeah, go ahead.
3: And also, I just love the this sort of um, very authentic looks that Dan Aykroyd is giving. Like he doesn't want to look super stoked, but he's like, "This Come is on, pretty dude. cool." You know, yeah. like, it's yeah. great. This sequence is so good. Could you
4: fucking imagine? You're a New Yorker and you're like, oh, I hear that Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and like I'm writing Harold Ramis are filming a movie around the corner. Let's go check it out. And you just happen to pop by and be in a yeah, shot and it's Ghostbusters. <laughs> like you wouldn't have any, you'd be like, why are they dressed like that? And what's on their back? And like, what's this ghost logo? I think so about it all the time cool.
1: with like the, in the Columbia University stuff. Like every yeah. scene, if you want it, you watch the background, you can see where they've shut down the streets and people are just milling about and they're being like, what the fuck is going on with that? You know what I mean? Similar to like the montage thing when the one newscaster, I don't know who he is, I'm sorry, but is like. My grandmother used to tell a story about a spectral locomotive that rocketed past the farm. There's a guy who stops behind it and is like adjusting his beard. Like yeah. he's not he's not an extra. Yeah. He's, he's got like, like, talk in the documentary, like, that's just a guy. It's so, yeah. like, imagine being that guy. You're he's like, do oh, the ch- news report here. Weird. Then you're in the biggest comedy of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone in wearing- his life must have been
4: like, Was that Rob? Was Rob in <laughs> those posters? And you know it's Rob because he's wearing denim on denim. He's yeah, got yeah, the yeah, whole Canadian tuxedo.
1: Anyways, back to the plot. I saw. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, you know, we get the might have to put a little overtime in on this one. As they get there, you know, things start to shift. It starts to get a little bit more serious. The building starts to fight back. It shakes. Stuff falls. They dodge it. Uh, the the, the uh, road itself goes all crazy and eats them. But they get back out, and there's that line that's seared into my brain from the it's the you know wild call from the extra of like there they are when they cut when it comes out and when they all come out. I don't know why it's like resonates so much because it's
4: hype as shit, dude.
1: There they
2: are weird uh, scene though like it definitely looks like they died right
0: oh yeah it's yeah. a weird scene for sure but like yeah. i I appreciate it like it, it was worth like, the worth the bit
2: it's back
1: to you know how you were talking about like oh man it's funny that the key master gets locked out every time and nobody we, that, that joke never gets called attention to right like in the commentary like when you listen to it when we get to the very end of the movie and they you know cross the streams and blow everything up and like you look at that explosion like they were very clear of like yeah we wanted the explosion to be so big that there's no reason anyone would ever possibly survive it but we survive it just for laughs and it's like it's like such a thing of like you watch that movie like now completely remind you're like what the fuck why is this explosion so intense and all they are is covered in marshmallow which wouldn't even make sense with the way it would blow back they were like, we thought it was funny, so we did it
2: that way. Like, all right, whatever. All right. You made a movie. It was like, great. There's a wide shot that they do after the police car goes in. And I swear to God, you can see, like, their arms, and it they looks punch. like they've been crushed. <laughs> and it's like, what? that's a weird
1: inclusion. But they have this giant celebration rallying moment, right? They survive the thing. Every shears is run. All right, they want to play rough? Let's play rough. They do the little Ghostbusters hand thing. Then they run in, and then it's all that momentum is gone. And it's that it's the shot of the staircase going up <laughs> and the boom,
3: boom, question shot. I'm like,
4: where are we? Hilarious. So
1: All right, when we get to 20, tell me, I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> 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 and so, uh, you know, from there, we get uh uh a check in with uh, uh, the uh, key master and uh, uh, the gatekeeper. Uh, they are there on the altar. Uh, his belt's undone they had some sex there you know what i mean Uh, something that again cutting room floor there is a deleted scene after after they get saved where uh they get reunited he's like oh i can't believe we went through that and he's like by the way did we and she goes no lewis he's i'm pretty sure and she just goes no (laughs) lewis and walks away (laughs) you know what i mean uh but anyways uh you know they go up and get into position into their little like prayer poses or whatever or get ready to be in their prayer poses uh ghostbusters uh, arrive on the right floor uh egon has line art deco very nice (laughs) (laughs) they're all exhausted and ready to die that's what he said so good uh they go down they go into dana's apartment the door falls down they walk in you know it is a look around where do these stairs go they go up and then he's like and the fake man leads and then there's the one lightning bolt and he's like all right you go Uh, you uh, you go ahead (laughs) you go ahead. He, he has all three of the other ghostbusters go up before him uh as they approach uh you know we see it with uh the gatekeeper and uh the key master uh and then the 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 altar between them and the crazy uh doorway they put up their hands purple lightning comes down to them it makes like a triangle similar to what we saw in the fridge their energy opens the giant two swinging doors or whatever ghostbusters walk up to see all this happen and then see uh them get turned into terror dogs uh they run up into their position Vakeman has a great line of like okay so She's a dog. <laughs> like that's, that's it. We're accepting it. We're not going to talk about it. Let's keep moving with the <laughs> thing that's happening here.
2: Before she turns into a dog, we get some solid shaking from Sigourney Weaver. And let me tell you, as a kid, terrifying. Sure. This is Terrifying. Sure. Yeah, I understand that. I get that 100%. Um ghostbusters
1: then come over and then you're on again like i don't know if you have it anymore tim but like what at the time was the largest soundstage in the history of movies oh i didn't
0: see anything about that that's cool as hell though like the
1: stairs and all this shit like it was such a big deal that for i i even like before commentaries and shit like that there's so much of it there's a great photo of chevy chase and bill murray on the steps doing like a stupid like musical-looking number kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, there's a, uh, one of the facts is the, the Ghostbusters song became such a big hit, and in the music video, there's a ton of celebrity cameos, inc- including Chevy Chase and stuff.
1: She had to have him back then. You know what I mean?
0: Real team player, Nick. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they <laughs> walk over there. Uh, the door is open, and Gozer the Gozerian comes out, right? Uh, this uh, For so many people, both children and adults alike, I've had it so many times where people thought it was Annie Potts. They thought it was Janine, they're confused why these characters look so much alike or whatever. It is not. It is goes to the Gozarian, uh this crazy flat top, red eyes and high heels. Why not? Yeah. And it, it, we have the whole thing of like it's a girl whatever it wants to be uh they come out and have the conversation right uh it, 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 somebody should talk to it again or whatever go get a ray <laughs> another fun if you want like you know obviously i know if you're watching this this deeply you know how much ghostbusters has influenced my life one of my favorite things uh that i like to think in my little ways of being able to pay homage to anything in my uh trending gamer speech uh, at one point, I go, I am a duly elected representative of you, the gamers. That's directly from here, mm-hmm. where Ray gets up and says he's a duly record on behalf of the city, county, and state of New York. Next, I want you to be like, Gozer, the Gozerian. Good evening. Good evening.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Gozer listens to Ray's entire speech, right? And then goes, Are you a god? And he looks back at the guys and they go, and He goes, What? no then die. die spins back out purple lightning that doesn't really hurt him it seems just shoot a, back. Shoots him
0: back in the
3: room
0: yeah
1: exactly <laughs> I, know, I know I know right but they're really raising the stakes then we get the shot from the ground of just the purple lightning shooting off and, and everybody's ah
3: no Oh, everybody's yeah, freaking yeah. out down there
1: uh but this is when Winston you know uh, Ray if someone asks if you're a god you say, say yes, yes.
4: <laughs> uh Bankman this chick is toast so they get up they there her, like, they dubbed her in this right too right because I mean obviously but I, I think that was the thing where she had such a thick accent the actress they they chose that they had to like overdub her with someone else's voice I would
1: like, believe it but I'm on I don't have I don't have
4: a memory bank on that one yeah Didn't it, I mean, did she was like Tim.
2: A, Tim a, say a, was the director
4: no, that was, no, no, cool. zool- oh, that was right, our Sigourney Weaver's right, right. voice. Yeah, I yeah, forget yeah. who did Gozer's voice. Hold on, I have it, was, it, I have it. I Lana good. Joven was the actor, but I don't know. I think she was like I think she spoke with too much of an accent. Gotcha. But I could be wrong.
1: Well Tim looks it up.
3: He's closing in on it tim is on the hunt it's just fucking up my my keyboard battery just yeah, died. Fine. they go
1: over there and they they go to blaster right like they and they do the whole thing make them hard ready smoking all that shit let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown uh they shoot she does a crazy little jump over there lands on the thing <laughs> nimble little mix isn't she? yeah great line
3: that probably got cool. me the most
1: uh <laughs> they shoot she disappears and they're like Total protonic reversal. It's Miller time, and Egon's like, "This is extraordinarily bad." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the whole thing starts shaking, and shit starts falling, and that's when we get the narration of goes and the Gozarian go with the destructor, <laughs> and then they choose the form and perish. And like, choose? We don't understand. Choose the form. Oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, they're saying she's saying, you know, if we think of Jager Hoover, Jager Hoover is going to show up and destroy us. So just clear your minds. Don't think of anything. And if you stop for. A second to analyze it would be all right Jay edgar hoover is going to show up to destroy you right he really exactly just thought about it there's not like an unspoken contract with gozer but yeah. they all clear their minds of course except ray but we don't know that until they get the funny i'm not thinking anything my mind's completely blank did you think of anything and then they all slowly look at ray
2: watching Ray in this whole scene is so good. Yeah. Cause like it, early on, like a, it was right after he talks about J Edgar Hoover. You see Ray go like, Oh fuck.
1: Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I'm Man.
2: definitely thinking about something right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it's, yeah, yeah, I try to think of the one thing that could never hurt me. We used to roast. <laughs> we Look, and I, I love the ghostbusters reactions as Ray continues to talk about it. We used to roast a tape of marshmallows at uh, Camp Oconda.
3: <laughs> Can you I, imagine it, though being in the audience, a fully formed adult watching this and being like, what is that? <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell this thing is. Well, I mean, I have I no think, reference for it.
1: I, I, for me, it's, I think you get enough of it of like, it's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And he talks about roasting him at the campfire. are like, oh, it's some marshmallow man. Fine. I think it's more on like your second viewing. We're like, oh fuck, those are the marshmallows on our thing. Or, oh fuck, there's a, a poster when the ghosts are coming out. There's a fucking Stay Puff Marshmallow Man
3: uh, logo over there.
2: Is, is the Stay puff Marshmallow Man a thing now? Like, no. can,
3: we already went on. I mean, for Ghostbusters. No, no,
2: no, 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 I'm saying in the, like. Did they ever no, make a brand out of it? Really? No, I don't believe they did. They
1: didn't make a brand out of it, but you can now, in, for Afterlife, go out and buy in certain shops, you know, uh, uh Stay Puft Marshmallow. That's like missed a missed
5: opportunity, Kevin.
4: Movie, that's right? that's why, like, there was are, wild. were wild. That's the thing, though. It's like, what were the marshmallows that were popular when we all grew up? Because I could have swore it was something like that. I'm going to figure it out. Jet puffed is what you're thinking of. That's oh, thinking. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And I, I was like stay puffed. I'm like, wait, no, fuck, that's not right. I can't <laughs> right. I can't believe that like they didn't license the write out because it's like stay puff like I've always thought that was a thing. Like I understand that it wasn't, but then I certainly thought that once it was like this movie happened that some company was like, Yeah, we'll we'll buy all of it i mean they did no. at one point pair gave me
1: as a gift some stay puff uh, caffeine laced marshmallows i forget that you know it's an ip deal but there was never like a standing for years you could go buy stay
4: puff yeah products. see i just always assumed they made it up because they didn't want to clear a brand and they needed the character because i remember jet puff i'm looking at Kraft nowadays right now. like now,
1: and i mean like i mean as um, sure. you, you already see like obviously you can go buy stay puffs in certain places
0: i, yeah, I Anyway, this is just ten- gently related to this but the design they were like yeah it's michelin
4: man and the uh pillsbury doughboy no that's fucking hilarious in. that is bang on perfect
1: uh so it's stay puff marshmallow man he's walking down the street right again more funny lines here talking about it and uh, I, I love the egon one egon what do you got for me sorry Make One, i'm too
4: terrified beyond the realm of rational <laughs> thought <Terrified laughs> beyond the realm of rational thought but he says it again you want to talk about I mean, the character yeah he says it's so dead pit i'm terrified yeah. beyond yeah. the capacity for rational thought <laughs>
1: And so uh, he, you know, stave of Marshmallow Man approaches, eventually steps on a church. He's like, nobody steps on a church in my town. One, two, three, roast them. They blast him. He blows the fire back up. They run back. Um, You know, they sit there and uh, there's a one throwaway line before we come back for the actual plan. But it's the um, uh, funny us getting taken out like this by a hundred foot marshmallow man. And, it, you know, it, it makes me goes. You know what? We've got this all wrong. This this Mr. Stay Puff, he's a sailor. He's he's in New he's York. We get this guy late. We don't have a problem. <laughs> 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 have to go back to Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, you know, climbing the building in, in fucking pain and on fire. Uh, I, this is where I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: I was looking for pictures of the set of uh, so the cool. Gozerian like oh, yeah. altar, but I found the Stay Puff man like set when he's walking through New York, and it's just really cool. I like it a lot. It's oh, yeah, totally, so, totally. totally. so wild to see this. And then we have yeah, another one. We're getting all that
1: practical stuff right now. What they did? Yeah, it's a while, Him on
0: fire. Um oh and so
1: then after that we come back and it's egon's out of plan. You know what I mean? There is Ooh, one sure.
0: The Kevin's so hat cool. up. That is very damn cool, cool, man. Like the use of these like scale models and shit, it's just like it doesn't feel this way when you watch the movie. Like No, no, no. It.
3: That the sequence of him walking towards the camera fairly far away and seeing the cityscape all around it. I thought that looked fantastic.
1: And so uh, Egon says, you know, basically the door swings both ways. We could close it if we cross the streams. Cross the streams. You said crossing the stream was bad, Egon. You're going to endanger us, and then you're endanger the lives of our client who paid us in advance before she became a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he got, like, "There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive." And another great uh, Bill Murray delivery of line of like, "There's like every scene like this fucking sucks," and he's like, "I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's go do it." <laughs> and uh, Winston gets that his de- job is definitely not worth 11, five a year. So they run over there. Um, and uh, another heartfelt line here, right? Of five.
4: like uh, huh? it's 84. 11.5. I know, right? Like, yeah, nothing. God.
2: Well, I mean, the, but the the um, Ecto 1 was only, what, what did they say? It was like 12 something, right?
4: They said it was $4,800. $4, 4, oh, $4,800.
2: Yeah. You, you're, right, you're right. I think
4: you
1: saw it in chat where they were like, yes, they, were they, they converted it. Uh, so then we get over here and we get this heartfelt moment from Pete and Ray, right? Of see you on the other side, Ray. Nice working with you, Dr. Bankman. I get choked up saying it.
5: <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, I mean,
1: and, you know, uh, I don't I don't know how much we ever talked about on podcast, but this is how deep our love of Ghostbusters goes, is that at one point, Poe and I stopped talking to each other. We had a big fight. And in our final conversation, I we said this to each other where I was like, see you on the other side, right? And he goes, pleasure work with you, Dr. Bankman. And we just hung up and never talked to each other. Fucking
0: for, nerds. You fucking losers. Of- yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, anyways, though, they cross the streams and then, every, you know, Winston and Egon come in and they cross the streams into one giant, like, you know, fireball tornado thing that goes in there. Uh, Stay puff in the background totally notices this is all fucked up. He's like, <gasps> like, it's all big or whatever. And then, yeah, they, like, that's it. And, like, they run away and then the door blows and like, poof, just this giant fucking explosion of everything everywhere, right? And we see. Uh, Stay puffed, get nuked, and like all that stuff. This is when we, you know, get the scene of chaos on the ground where yeah, Walter Peck gets all the shaving cream dropped on him. And again, like William Atherton, I assume it's his real his real recording, right? I'm just the <laughs> like his, his angry scream as he gets destroyed by this shit is so fucking good. um But then you know the sky's clear, all the destruction's gone. And we get you know uh, Ray getting up covered in oh we get shots around of all the destruction we see the you know barbecued uh, terror dogs or whatever uh, we see Ray get up covered in it Winston's okay they start calling out they find Egon I feel like the floor of a taxi cab uh, then you know Pete venkman pops up totally pretty much totally fine not covered in marshmallow right uh, for his big scene and the romantic scene here in this movie uh, and that's when they go over there and they find we get a, uh, the the pan of the terror dog all fried and uh, you know it smells like burnt dog hair. <laughs> oh <laughs> thank oh make, oh, make one, i'm sorry i forgot and he's in you know uh bill murray walks out of frame and then mr gorney weaver's hand comes out and starts breaking down the thing and then all the ghostbusters start working on it and smashing it through this like charcoal uh uh terror dog uh while they're doing that cool, you hear sorry
2: It was super cool, her hand popping out and all that. Like, that's really, really rad. so rad.
4: Uh,
1: While that happens, uh, Lewis Tully also wakes up and, what, who turned
2: off the (laughs) the, Yeah, check on that little guy.
1: Uh, So they run over there to help her. Uh, He's not uh, even
2: that small, these assholes, you know what I mean? (laughs) I know. (laughs) fucking tall pieces of shit.
1: Uh, Vinkman gets uh, uh 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 Dana out of it, right? And she's kind of got memory loss of all of, what's going on. Where am I? Oh, hi. And she's like, it's a very like you know she's excited to see him moment or whatever. Meanwhile, we get the Lewis side of it where they get him out, and he he's, he comes down. He's like, superintendent's gonna be pissed. Who are you guys? And and Ray covered in marshmallows, just like we're the Ghostbusters, and he has that moment. Who Does your taxes, does <laughs> taxes? <Yeah. laughs> great like MVP of this movie? You know, right? great MVP 100%. of this movie is the one and only uh Lewis Tully, and so uh you know uh yeah you've been part of the biggest uh, cross rip of since the a blast great <laughs> cool great. we'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue okay okay <laughs> <laughs> get ernie hudson's line of i love this town slap and then we're into the you know montage here. not a montage but credits i guess or whatever hero credits of them coming down and coming out right and the dana and peter kissing for the first time uh you know ray smoking a cigarette and just looking and giving a little wave uh, you know, Egon comes out. Annie Potts runs over to him. is
4: so excited, and then
0: I, I love the two of them.
4: Uh, by the way, yeah, I know uh, everyone did. Don't worry, mate.
0: yeah, yeah. Potts and Egon. Should. I'm like this. This I like how it, it. It's just there. It's subtle. It's not necessarily yeah. like hitting you over the head. But every time they had chemistry together, I'm like, I feel it. No spoilers for the next movie. Oh. Uh, it, it, it might not go the way you think it will yeah.
1: uh then yeah lewis comes out and it's the same everybody's like fucking fawning all over the ghostbusters and excited and he comes out and he waves like i was an eyewitness anybody want to me? <laughs> and then the red cross people get it and it's a line that breaks my heart to this day i want i want to go with them in the car yeah. <laughs> can you imagine like your chance to ride with the ghostbusters and the ecto-1 in this parade and like fucking dumbass red cross guy grabs you and pulls you aside fuck i'd be so pissed uh but then it's you know everybody shut down uh them uh, loading up the pack you know the credits are playing everything's great uh we get the again the doorman the the new york doorman not the la doorman uh shutting the thing he's all fucked up i appreciate he stayed on the job that whole time you got you got uh, cops out there doing your thing there's one is they you know they redo the ecto-1 and drive away i and i haven't listened to commentary in years or whatever there's one that i noticed last night that i've noticed before and forgot about but i don't there's like almost a, a near like not disaster but like one of the dudes has his microphone wire across the ecto-1 And, like, at the last second, like, he yanks it. It does not seem staged. It seems like these two extras were like, oh, fuck. I have the the cameras over there and the cords over there and the cars driving through us. What do we fucking do? Because he yanks it back real quick across the thing. They drive away. People give chase. uh, And then we, as the audience, get the Ecto or uh, Ecto One Slimer rushing away from the Ecto One at us. And then, boom, that's Ghostbusters.
0: Last fact I have here is that in the middle of the film's initial release, to keep interest going, Ivan Reitman ran a trailer that was basically the commercial that the Ghostbusters used in the movie, but the 555 number was replaced with a 1-800 number, uh, allowing people to call in. Callers got a recorded message of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd saying something to the effect of, hi, we're out catching ghosts right now. They got a 1,000 calls per hour, 24 hours a day for six weeks.
3: Jesus, That's cool as hell. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Uh, Seven two. syllables in the middle You'll need five for the first and last line If you're not poetic, no need to fret It haikus don't need to rhyme You don't need to rhyme Haiku in review Why are you rhyming? Haiku in review Who
4: are you Why are you rhyming?
3: You can go to
0: patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form and since we're pre-recording this nobody wrote in a haiku review so all you patreon people watching live right now i need you guys to write your haikus for ghostbusters 2 uh for us to be able to do and we're going to appreciate that very very much so thank you for all of your support so now let's get to a little thing i like to call ragu bag.
4: ragu bagu
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Slime Guys. This is where we rank all the villains and ghosts of the Ghostbusters cinematic universe. For Ghostbusters One, who are we defining? Gozer the Gozerian.
4: I would say Gozer and William Atherton's character. Right, Ooh, he's really the antagonist okay. of this movie. Mm. Gozer is just kind of in there, kind of like he's what well, sets someone it all. all off. Door, yeah, that's a great one.
1: That is a good one. Yeah. And obviously, they get number one. But I think even if they they had competition, uh, big fan. You know what I mean? I think Gozer is a cool villain in terms of what we're talking about, or what you mentioned, Tim, right, of, like, it goes from 0 to 60 all of a sudden, of, like, here's all this lore about this thing that's actually going to, you know, why was this happening? What was going on? Maybe you weren't paying attention to it, but now it's a thing. And, of course, a formidable, formidable foe, right? Like, comes mm-hmm. out, their weapons have no effect, brings about Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Kind of fucks off after that. I kind of could have done something that was a little mm-hmm. bit more like, I'm still going to try to stop you. I see you doing, getting ready to cross the streams. I feel like was, I could have done something. Was that
2: not Gozer turning into Stay Puff? Cause isn't he the destroyer? You're right. It's the, it the destroyer. Yeah,
1: he's the the through. Wow, we're loving stuff. It's always the today. fact that Stay Puff is so chill for the most part.
3: Yeah, you know also what I mean. Also very creepy. The just Stay seems Puff. kind of like a, a wild creature thrown into this area that doesn't really want I mean, to
2: fuck stuff up.
1: Just
3: it, but there.
2: like, let's let's just for a moment think about it. Like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, not a being that looks like is quick. Or that can do a lot of destruction other than stepping on things, right? Sure. Yeah. You figure so, though. Pretty, I, good pick.
1: pretty good pull if that's who's going to be,
4: right? Yeah, not bad actually. Yeah, yeah right? no, yeah, finally, not finally bad at all. The manifestation of the apocalyptic Sumerian deity Gozer. Yeah, you you, you, there you, you go. burn that thing down, put it some hot chocolate. You got a good night right there. Mm-hmm.
1: I never thought about it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess I've never thought about what Gozer does until this moment. So, yeah, good call.
0: Mm, good call. Mm, that's just Wow.
1: There we you're, go. Teaching, you're teaching Greg stuff, Kevin.
0: Bagu. Doing it together. I,
1: what throws it off for me, of course, is, you know, in the, the real Ghostbusters, of course, so, Stay Puff has his own, like, you know, consciousness. It's not that he is Gozer, you know. Yeah. That
2: show's not canon, though.
1: Isn't it? Because, I mean, like, there's the whole thing. Remember when they come up with the People Busters where they have the whole aftermath, which I always thought was the coolest fucking thing of all time. Where, after Real Ghostbusters was established, they do do an episode that's a flashback to do do. After, <laughs> after they beat Gozer, they come home and there's jumpsuits and throw them, uh, throw them out or you know pete doesn't put them away and that's actually what there's a bunch of energy to him that actually ma- makes the people busters happen but that's when they get their new suits but the firehouse is destroyed and you're like holy shit this episode is a sequel to ghostbusters that's awesome.
2: this guys keeps saying uh, the people busters like we're supposed to know what the hell yeah, what that the is it's a people buster? what's a people well, buster yeah, we're,
1: we're doing all the films but we're also doing every episode of real ghostbusters so oh, man. we are
0: not no we are of course going to rank the ghostbusters movies clearly this is number one and i think it's a well-deserved number one so far um, I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed this film. And I'm re- really interested in the sequel. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, definitely don't remember it. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited because you guys are making me think weird things about it. So next week uh, we will return with Ghostbusters 2. Thank you all so very, very much for hanging out for this extra long version of In Review. Because that's how we do here when we care about things and we're passionate, like Greg Miller is, about the Ghostbusters. Is this three
2: hours? Two, uh, hours? two hours and 30 minutes. Ha. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you we all
4: basically did a live reading of the script. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was so funny how much like I felt that Greg was very pressured to like nail every joke, which is every line. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. good job, you, Greg. Did you did it.
0: You oftentimes people are like, "Oh, I know this movie so well, I could like read it line by line." Greg Miller just proved he can do you that can. for yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, I, I was going to be cuz you know like Greg Miller. <laughs>
1: You know, Rahul and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Bruce did that thing, right, where they got drunk and did Star Wars. And I was like, I didn't watch it. Like, I knew about it, and I appreciate them, and I love them. But, like, was it really they couldn't get one word wrong in the like
3: the line reads? Yeah, I mean, the, the, it was more of the line. It was more of, like, what comes next, right? So okay. I I think that's what would do it. But I really kind of at one point wanted to be the narrator and be like, Ackroyd answers the scene, looks up and looks at. So then, like, Greg Ben says, the
1: line. I almost busted out making Ghostbusters because there's a whole thing, too, of the subplot of like the car was originally going to be kind of supernatural, too. There was a scene they filmed but didn't do where uh, it, it, the actor One gets a parking ticket from a cop. And, like, one of the things comes, like, it, no, there's nobody in the car. It like spins over and goes down and like zaps the ticket away. Wow. They got rid wow. of it.
0: Wow. Well, we'll return next week with Ghostbusters, too. Does Greg know it as well as he knows this one? We'll have to wait and find out.
2: Uh, before okay. we go, real quick question for Greg. Uh, the stuff on top of the Ecto-1, like, do we ever get a use for any of that stuff?
0: In the movies, no,
1: but Dan Aykroyd can explain each and everything to you and what it means. And I, Again, I can show you making Ghostbusters and it has breakdowns
0: of what it all does. That's, that's pretty
1: cool. I actually, it. I have a book here. Let me get my books because I have a book here too that's like the guide to the Ecto-1. It would have it all for you too. <laughs> You'll
0: look into it. What's talk about that next week at the Ghostbusters 2 interview until Just then. Cut the, video. cut the fucking video, please. Just cut God. the
1: goddamn video.
5: <laughs>